All right, boys, we're back. We're back. Week seven. Week seven, we're back in the Woos Media Studios. Uh, we got games. We got games today. How many games are we are we going to uh, be picking here, Tyler? Well, I'm coming in with two bets, and we're going to see... Only two? You, two out of eight? That's not bad. That is bad, because it decreases the chances of us uh, getting more bet board games, no, which like we're said, tied now. We're tied on the bet board. We are. We're tied. What, up. seven, seven, or six, six? Uh, seven, seven? Seven, 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 one. Yep. We are tied on the bet board. Incredible. And yeah, but, but yeah, I'm ready for this week, and we'll see what you can talk me into, because before... I've been close to jumping on some games the last couple of weeks that mm. I should have jumped on. So we'll see if I, if I do that. You're right getting now. a little FOMO, perhaps. Getting a little FOMO. A little, yes. little bet board FOMO. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Stay I, look, tuned for the end of the show, though. We just got done playing some games. We time travel, right? We do. We're time we traveling. record the end of the show first, and then we do the games last, but you hear the games first. Uh, we played Animal or Us yeah, today. It was uh, a fun game. It was really fun. Where <laughs> we guess. Uh, well, they guess whether the sound clips we hear were animals or uh, clips of us yeah. on the show. Yeah, <laughs> so that one was... Uh, stay tuned for that. That one was shocking. I'm going to just say that. It ma- it's making me want to just do my best to always focus on making only human-sounding noises <laughs> yeah. from here on out. Yeah. So uh, dangerous. But yeah, definitely well, stick Well, we around. are animals if you think about it. You know? Well, so, yeah, we definitely... I mean, scientifically, we are, we're animals, scientifically right? Scientifically, we are we're almost not robots. Aliens. Or are we? Mammals. Um, now, look... Tied in, tied in the bet board. Um, it sounds like, by the way, because there, there really hasn't been a ton of like college football news. I always like to leave the show with like college football news, but it does sound like, uh, from what the stories I've seen, Travis Hunter's going to be playing Friday night, He should guys? be. He should For be Colorado? He's, He's been back. practicing. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's a big deal. Um, we're not going to break down that, that game, but by the way, I think I'm going to be all over the buffs there. They're at home against Stanford. And what, 10 or 11 point favorites? Something yeah, like that? 11, yeah. Are you going to be joining me in that bet? I will be on there. Woo! Yes. And you know what? That's one of my uh, uh, strange teaser candidates of the year. Mm. Yeah. Taking it down to a nice little fiver. Oh, yeah. I do a teaser every week. So that, that could definitely be a, 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 <laughs> that could be a juicy Slide one. It on and in as there. you guys know, if there's something <laughs> juicy, I got to have it. Um, there's been another theme, too, in college football that I've noticed as of late. I love themes. I'm um, a big theme guy. But only like in the last couple of weeks. I'm not even saying it's wrong, but there's something coordinated about it. Mm. And this is where uh, I, my uh, fake news uh, you know, antenna starts going up. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about Michigan's week schedule. And yeah, it's a very weak schedule, right? They don't have, they didn't play anyone strong in the non-conference. Well, but I'm seeing like ESPN post about it and all these like, it's become like a thing now where they're trying to dump on Michigan, and I guess rightfully so. Again, they haven't played anybody. I, I think everyone in the national media is trying to figure out a reason why there is no elite team this year, and I don't think anyone wants to say Michigan is that team. So mm-hmm. they're trying to find reasons why Michigan isn't the Georgia of this year. So they go, well, look at the schedule because right now. Michigan's probably one of the few teams who doesn't have that one game you can look at and say weaknesses oh, yeah. were exposed. And we got to remember, Harbaugh wasn't there for the first three games. So I think Michigan That's has true. probably looked overall the best. In my power rankings, they've risen all the way to, I think, second right now. Uh, and they're just very close to, to Georgia. So I think that that's probably them. You know, the national media grabbing on something. And you know what a copycat game that is. ESPN says and Fox says it, and they're saying sure. it here, and they're saying it there. So I think there's a lot of, like, stealing and recycling going on I, I always i like to listen to the dan patrick show mm-hmm. you know you know this and they always talk about that on there how when they have a good funny segment 
they'll like joke in the background like, yeah, well, can't wait to hear this on ESPN later. You know, so I think this happens a lot. Well, and they're stealing from us too, as we know. Everyone steals from uh, David from, Spade. Uh, David yep. Spade. Yep, he's he's a real uh, or fake. He's stealing from us. Well, what's interesting because you're right. Look, we I, don't I, have complex names on this show. Animal or us? Real or fake? <laughs> You know, it's like it, it, I hope we see they? Animal or Us on ESPN soon, where they start <laughs> clipping coaches or something. That'd be incredible. I know, Animal or Us. Um, well, it's interesting because, like you said, that that Georgia doesn't seem like the far and away elite team, and I feel like we finally saw them play like that this week. But to me, I think they kind of are that, and then the rest is a mix. But I, I was thinking about this earlier but today why do too. Do you think that with Georgia? And maybe it is just what we saw the last couple of years, right? But again, like to me, I think they're probably the like the most talented team. Um, in, in that space there. And again, like what we've seen from Georgia over the last couple of years, and a lot of it has to do with they haven't always played, you know, the toughest schedule by SEC standards, right? But then they turn it on in those big moments. Look, I, I, I think that right now, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying a lot of people probably agree with you, but I do believe that's the easy answer right now. Right. I don't necessarily know at this point in the season it's the right answer. Mm. Now, I will say this. You join our Patreon, $5 a month. That's yep. it. Just 5 bucks a month. I post my power ratings each and every week. And last week, I actually posted my full power ratings, 1 through 33. Uh, besides that, I just do the top 50. You yep. can still you know, make, a, make lines with your own, uh, you know, with those games. But it's definitely useful information. People seem to really like the, the power ratings. Anyway, um, I've got Georgia right now. I mean, look, I've got Georgia and Michigan pretty much the same. And a lot of outlets out there have it pretty much the same. You know, the market has them rated about a point better than Michigan. Um, but these ratings, it, you know what? I don't want to do, because I, I don't, I, it's weird. I almost don't like talking about these ratings because it's tough even for hardcore college ball fans to contextualize. Right. It's so hard to understand what these mean, even if you get what it means. Three points better, like what does that really mean? Because most people hear these things and you do it all the time where I'll say a line, most of the lines I give on this show you like pick a side and you're like, oh, I love that. I take that immediately. A lot of people do that, right? right? But that's almost, and I'm not trying, I'm not saying this for you or Ryan or anyone. I'm saying 99% of people listen to this show right now. If they look at my power ratings and try and dissect them, that's like any of us looking at an x-ray and telling a doctor why he misdiagnosed us. We don't, it's just Dr. Like, Walgie. <laughs> honestly, I know it's a weird comparison, but that's kind of, this is really No, complex. no, it makes it, sense. And these numbers are too within the hundredth of a point. So, I mean, look, what that means is if Michigan was at home against Georgia, they'd be three or two and a half. I don't think there's anything wrong wow. with that. Georgia home against Michigan, three points. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I would love to see those teams play on uh, in a non-neutral environment either way. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I would too. But look, these and why you should, you know, if you are interested in this, this is how I've done what I've done the last couple of years. These numbers will beat the market, and anyone who mocks my numbers or thinks these numbers are wrong – it's going to be a long day for you. I'm just saying that. It's will. going to be a long day, and uh, we also denounce these people publicly on, on the show. So denounce who? Uh, anyone, anyone who 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 wants to question your numbers. That's what you're saying, right? It's going to be a long day for these people, and I say to these people, I'm not denouncing. I'm saying, <laughs> message me on Twitter, and I'll start betting you no vig. Or you can start betting me straight up. Message us on the Patreon, the apparently, right? Message the Patreon. <laughs> we have people that join the Patreon and are are messaging and, and getting a little back and forth action in there too. And Laura so, Spawn, we are accessible. It's like uh, Coach Prime says, I ain't hard to find. <laughs> Ooh, I, I like that. I, I, I like that you're bringing that in. Will, will will trash my power ratings, but... Uh, I will know, never trash always... power ratings. I don't always agree, but I, I, I absolutely won't ever trash them. But again, just to get back to that discussion of like who the top team is, this is going to be... I think that where the season ends 
is going to be maybe the most chaotic uh, that we've seen since the start of the college football playoff. Because you look at like what's in a in conference to conference breakdown. I think there's going to be a lot of teams like we could be looking at multiple undefeated teams in a, in the same conference, right? And now we're we're, we're going to have power five teams, and this is the first year where I feel like the winner of each power five conference probably deserves a playoff spot, but they can't all get in. No. You know what I mean? Like we could. Have, what if we have a, an undefeated ACC team and a and a one loss uh, Pac-12 champion? Like who is actually the better team there? Someone is for sure this year. There's going to be one, if not more, teams that feel extremely left yeah, out and sure. screwed at not making the playoffs. That's this why year. I can't wait for this to happen. Do we go to 12 next year? Uh, well, no, it's still not official. So they've been delaying oh the decision. It's definitely going to happen. But uh, every time that the playoff committee meets, they keep delaying the decision or saying we're not going to come to a decision yet. But it has to be 12 soon. By the time the, the SEC expands so and the Big Ten not. expands, like they're going to have to go 12. And this would be such a great year for it because but a lot oh, of that yeah. 2 to 12 teams. is so like and, – and you're saying 1 to 12 even too, right? But I'm, I think that 2 or 3 to 12 area – would be such there'd be so many amazing matchups in there. A lot of these Pac-12 teams are going to knock each other out. So the way the SEC goes, right. they're not going to play each other as much. So the Pac-12 teams just by the way the schedules work right. have less of a chance cuz like perception-wise if USC loses even to a non-conference to Notre Dame this week, it's not going to look good for them. Right. But like you look at even like the ACC for example, right? Like Louisville is now undefeated by the way. They got the win over over Notre Dame. We talked about on the recap tower got the bet board game and we're tied now. But Louisville ranked 14th. They do not play Florida State or North Carolina the rest of the way out. Those are two undefeated teams in the ACC. Now, of course, I believe Florida State and North Carolina still have to play. I'm pretty sure they played. Let me look here. Um wait, no, I don't think North North Carolina doesn't play Florida State either. It doesn't look like Unless yeah. they play them last week, am I looking at? No, they they don't. So like this is what I'm saying. We could have three undefeated teams just in the ACC, and how are they going to pick even who the two that go to the ACC championship game are? Right, because they don't have divisions anymore. <laughs> oh, so God. like th- this, there's going to be a lot of if there's there's an opportunity this year for a lot of hurt feelings. And same thing, you look at the Big Ten; they still have divisions. But we've seen this before. This happened in 2016. I think, though, there's going to be a lot of upsets. This is going to look so different. Maybe. Dude. I, I could see that in the ACC, but like, take, let's look at the Big Ten, for example, because I feel like the Big Ten is the top three in a bunch of shit. It's, it's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and everything below that is a clear, a clear drop-off. And in 2016, we had a tiebreaker for who won the division because what happened was Michigan beat Penn State, Penn State beat Ohio State, Ohio State beat Michigan. And so if something like that happens again in the Big Ten, again, like there's so much opportunity for that. And the same thing, you know, you look at uh, at the Big 12, like we're probably only going to have uh, one undefeated, uh, uh, you know, if Oklahoma goes undefeated. What happens if Oklahoma runs the table and they rematch with Texas in the Big 12 championship game right. and Texas wins? Texas is probably in the playoff at that point. And then Oklahoma is getting left out with just one loss. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think this is going to be – a fascinating end of the season. All right, so I got some, playoff I got run. some numbers to go over here. Okay. So these are market consensus numbers. This is everything involved. This is what the market thinks of uh, two things you just talked about. We'll go Georgia versus Michigan and compare to some other teams. Okay. And then let's talk about Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State being the top three in the Big Ten because yep. you mentioned those two. So first off, again, market consensus right now where these teams would be ranked based on all the info this year. I have Georgia better than Michigan compared to this. This has Georgia 0. 0.24. 
points better than Michigan. I would love to believe it's true, but I just can't until I see it. I really can't. <laughs> but but here's my thing with this, and I'm not because you're a, you are such a smart, intuitive person. You get this sport, you know college mm-hmm. football, you Keep get going. math. Yep, more. I'm I'm being honest <laughs> no, with this because and I'm Thank not you. building it up to. I, I'm just being honest. Why or I have this real question. Why do you still, after all these years of us talking about this, because you, a lot of people like, you know, when we, when we talk about this, like most people aren't exposed to this kind of information, right? That's why I think people like this podcast right. and why people like my other show, Sports Betting Daily. It's a different thing. But after, this is our, what, fourth or fifth year doing this show? Fifth, I think, I right? just wonder why. Fourth, I don't know. Your, your initial reaction and instinct is still to poo-poo this here's why and this is specific to you see what i'm saying because like i feel like at this point your reaction should be okay well here's what i think but i want to be very cautious with this and i'll give it to you you've got confidence in what you think and there and and there's something to that but you really denounce a lot of these things or or talk trash about them and it it seems like every week you don't respect the numbers when to me this is everything this boils down to so i just wonder after all this time if you're a dummy, I'm not asking you this. Right. So I was just wondering. This. So here's uh, it's specifically to like this Georgia Michigan thing, but it's a greater thing. And again, I I'm I've I hate to admit it, but I do feel like the SEC has just been like the clear and away best conference for the last decade, right? Um, doesn't mean there aren't anomalies there. There aren't other great conferences, but typically like whoever the top team, and it's almost always been Alabama, and now we're seeing it as Georgia, and there's been outliers in there too with LSU, right? Um, like whoever that best team is that survives out of the SEC, when they finally get that big moment against like a, another team that's not in that conference, they almost always okay. Dominate, but that's just for like this just example, dominate, right? That's just for this example. And Georgia did that with Michigan two years ago. But you do this last for other year. Things. They, they would have done non-SEC it with Michigan. things, right? I, I think earlier this okay. year we did a Texas Michigan one, right? Right, and things like that. And I had, and I forget what I said, but it's not always SEC. So right. my my question is more ma- more uh uh um macro. Right. right, like why in general do you still? And look, maybe part of it is you just bl- trust your instinct in college football, and you watch so much and know so much. It's like you find it hard to, to really trust anyone else. And at the end of the day, it could be that because, like, look, a lot of that times it makes me wrong. Like I get blasted on these bet board games because my instinct, just like the eye test, doesn't see it. And then you're like, no, this is why. And I'm like, and I, and I get like, and that kind of goes into right? it too. Is is the bet board like the record at this point? And, and that's how it should be, as we've said. Like. If that's why you can win one of these seasons, you're going to win multiple seasons because we don't have that many games in the season. The longer our games go, and the more games we have, obviously I'm going to have more of an advantage, right? Right. But but you you narrow it down to a season, of course. You know, it's right. like if we have one week, if we have right. one game, the, the less and chances. that fits. That also fits to the same thing that I'm thinking is that because even though like like all of your stuff is rooted in math and analytical stuff, and I and I, it's not that I don't believe in that, right? But there are times when when I go, like uh, I I look at like the almighty market sometimes and go I don't know that it's always just like so amazing right oh, like that there's is such a bad it is you right, have but, to respect it more than that oh I, and I know I should but like even still let's take for example um you know let's take for example. Like there's been, I can't Look, tell you how many times there's been years that, that where like Ohio way, State was favored by like three over Michigan. They win by fucking 24. But that happens all it's the like, time. To me, that's not like the market was right and this was an anomaly well, let game. let me ask you this. What do you think is more likely? Something like that happening or hitting a single number of roulette in Las Vegas? Right, Because right. if you watch a roulette table, you're going to see people hit that single number 
a dozen times a day. Right. So I think that as humans, we expect unlikely things to happen right. way less than they actually do. Yeah. So three-point favorites winning by that much happens. It's going to happen a ton. Mm-hmm. you know. And these numbers, my point with these numbers is by close, not by open on Monday, but by close on Saturday when, when the kickoff happens for all these games, these numbers are so accurate. And I will say this, they're more accurate in the NFL and the NBA right. than they are in college football. There is less, it's, le- it's a less efficient market in college football. I'll say that. But overall... It is a lot more efficient than you give it credit for. That's true. But, but it works like this: you, you you're going to see all kinds of stuff happen short term. If you like, I just said the casino, right? You go to Blackhawk, which is in Colorado, or Vegas or Atlantic City, you're going to see a lot of stuff happen. But that's why expected value is such an interesting thing. And we'll turn the page here in a minute or two, in case you know this is a little dry for you. There are show notes out there in case you want the timestamps. But that's why I find expected value so interesting. If I tell you guys right now. Your expected value on a bet you make for a hundred bucks is negative five. Because for the average sports fan, that's what it is, right? You know it's about negative four point five percent. Let's call it five percent just to make it easy. So I'm telling you, you make a hundred dollar bet, of course. You make a hundred dollar bet right now, you're expected to walk away with ninety five bucks. It's not that bad. Well, in winnings, right. In so winnings, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're expecting and you make two bets, you're expected to walk away with with uh well it'd be two hundred and you lose ten, so one ninety. Right. right. Or five bucks there, so one ninety. So really it's not that bad. If you if you lose two hundred bucks and you're down two hundred, you go. I thought my expected value was one ninety, and now I have zero. So it doesn't make so short term. It doesn't do a lot, but right. expected value will tell you a ton in terms of is this a good bet or not, right? In, in blackjack, the expected value is negative one percent. It's a very even game. You can sit at a blackjack table from eight a.m. to eight p.m. and lose one percent of your money every hour. Right. Pretty much. That's not if you're playing perfect strategy, right? That's nothing at all, but it's negative EV. So you're going to have winning streaks, losing streaks. And when you've won 10 hands in a row, we don't say, well, look how inaccurate this is. These aren't the correct prices. These aren't the correct stuff happens, right? right. When we hit 10 reds in a row, we don't go, these are in run. So when Ohio State wins by 28 as a three point favorite, we shouldn't say, then we're bit, we're buying into the natural thing that humans do. That's why we are suckers at casinos. That's right. Why. It's because we go, oh, well, look, these lines are so wrong. Over time, those lines are so accurate. But over one right. week or two weeks, or you put a magnifying glass down, you're going to see a bunch of wacky stuff. Right. So, and that makes sense. But, like, again, like at my, my pushback, and I know I understand what you're saying because over time, especially, is when things get more and more accurate. But, like, when teams get upgraded or downgraded in the market, to me, that's like showing that they were wrong in the first but, place. But, but wrong by a couple points here or there. And if you can beat that, which you do sometimes, sometimes we happen to be really smart or stumble into a great bet based on that. Right. When I have a, uh, when I'm really up on, on a team like, uh, uh, like uh, Oregon State, or I'm really down on a team like uh, a Notre Dame mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and I see that in the market, and I go, okay, well, this week, Notre Dame's finally caught up to me. Right. So I'm not going to bet on or against them anymore. So you're right. They, it does move a little bit here or there. Sure. But over the long run, that's... And this, again, we'll, we'll move on after this, but, but that's the same thing with our bet board. Right. Like week to week, you know, game to game, you're going to see a bunch of stuff. You're going to have five wins in a row. You're going to have whatever. But you look at right. the length of this thing... And it's to this point, like, you know, like 70 to right. 40 or whatever and it, it is. So it, it's yeah. going to keep getting what, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. And that's my game is that's why I care about half points right. and points is I'm in that for the long run. I may have losing streaks during the season, but I guess this comes, this just comes down to, I am a slave to the number. I, I, I am so caught up in the almighty number 
it's the it's number. Th- that that's how I I I I, I feel about He's it. He's ruled so. by numbers, anyway, folks. Anyway, there we go. What would be your favorite number? Do you have a favorite seven. number? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Interesting. It's lucky. It's a good number. John Elway was uh, seven. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't like seven. I, I'm kind of into numerology, too. So you get to go a lot of good stuff with seven. Well, sevens. speaking of which, by the way, another reason to join the Patreon. Mm-hmm. We talked about numerology on our Patreon yes. podcast we recorded on Sunday where the three of us got together. We had some uh, some fun extracurricular activities going on, mm-hmm. and we talked about conspiracy stuff. So the people that signed up for the Patreon get to listen to that. I think Tyler's still going to make a little mishmash for, for us at some point it's a good time. with some, some highlighted clips. But we had a blast. We like we're up on the couches and stuff, yeah. getting real deep, talking you know conspiracy and life stuff. You know, after that, quantum Ryan, physics. Ryan asked if we could get a couch in the studio. Yeah. I, I don't think it would be a bad idea. I don't if either. Let's couch in the studio. Yeah. Let's do it. Switch out the desk for a couch. Yeah. I'm into it. I think it's a cool way to do it. So yeah. something we'll have to look at doing. But anyway, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Collegeball Tailgate. Tyler mentioned he's got his power ratings on there. We put bonus content on there. It's also just a great way to support the show. So go ahead and do that. By the way, we start uh, calling out people's names. Once we get enough people to join, we do that on the podcast. If you want, you could give yourself a silly name and make us say something stupid. You can make us say Scott Frost is like the king of whatever. You could make Tyler say... Go Huskers, go Huskers. They're better than Colorado. I will not read that. <laughs> will can I'll, read that I'll on read the show. it for you. But again, a lot of fun ways you can do that. So support the show uh, with that. Now, before we get into games, Tyler. Before we get into games. We're breaking down eight games. Where should people be, be uh, placing their bets? Well, I think BetUS.com. Now, I gave out a couple uh, survivor picks last week that are looking pretty saucy right now. Ooh, when I say survivor picks, saucy. I'm not talking NFL survivor contest. I'm talking survivor on CBS. Like, that's a show that a lot of old people and me watch. And so I like to bet on that, but I also bet on the Academy Awards. I like to bet on the Grammys, and I like to bet on all that stuff. You can do that at BetUS.com. We talked about roulette tonight. If you want to be like Will and bet on red over and over and think that you're getting into something, then go bet at BetUS and spend your money on roulette. If you want to bet these games you talk about, if you want to get into all kinds of fun celebrity bets, bet on horses, BetUS.com has it all. When you sign up, use promo code TAILGATE. Now, here's my advice. Don't use the initial roll or the initial bonus. It's tempting. They give you 125 times your money. So you put in 100, all of a sudden you got 225 in the account. And I think the extra 25 to put in the casino, right? They always, Still great. I want to get to the blackjack table a little bit. I'll sure. blame you. Yeah, I get to play a little blackjack. But here's the thing. Don't do that because there's a 10 times rollover. So you got to gamble a little bit. Sign up with promo code tailgate, put in your first deposit, and then you're going to get all kinds of emails and offers that are unique to that promo code. So betus.com, promo code tailgate, start winning more and having more fun today. Okay, perfect. Uh, first game we got here. SEC matchup, Texas A&M at Tennessee. Whee! Now, we saw A&M go down to... I'm only doing uh, that a few times today. <laughs> only, but I, don't, I actually have two picks. This is not one of them. Okay. Do you have a pick here? Um, <laughs> I do. What am I talking about? Of course I have a pick here. <laughs> However, look, I will say I have been considering sometimes maybe not giving out a pick here and there if I really don't feel great about it, well, but as long throwing as out to try to avoid that. As long as we... Here's what I think the audience <laughs> no wants. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> I think that... I th- I still think the audience doesn't necessarily make all the bets we make. I think they enjoy the handicap and sure. then they use that info for their own, you know... Yeah, maybe whatever. they just want some confirmation exactly. bias. They were like, listen, yeah. I was leaning this, could be. this side and Tyler said he's leaning it, so boom, I'm, you know... So I think that's okay as long as you tell everyone why you're passing. Right. Okay, fair enough. No, I, I actually do have a pick here. Uh, A&M plus three at Tennessee... Um, we saw A&M go down at home to Alabama on uh, on Saturday. Um, I think that – look, I've been down on Tennessee a lot this year. 
But I think this is a really good spot for them. Like, even though, again, like I've been weird on these teams because I think I've been kind of high on A&M over the last couple of weeks and then maybe overall down on on Tennessee this year. But again, that's all kind of uh, within the context of where I thought they would be at the start of the season, right, and where they were last year. And so Tennessee is actually like doing a really good job of running the ball. Um, I know A&M has a really good defense, but even still like their offense, like, I don't know, there's something about it that I that I don't trust. And this seems like a spot where I think a lot of people are going to be betting A&M and people are down on Tennessee. And for whatever reason, like, I just feel like, I feel like Tennessee's kind of like they, they started the year with like some hiccups. Uh, it was mostly like easy games. They had some struggles, obviously the Florida game, but I feel like they're, they're finally figuring out like who they are. Like we actually know what Tennessee is now and they're figuring out what works for them and what doesn't. Um, I think that A&M, what you definitely saw against Miami and you saw it against Alabama as well, is that A&M is it, they give up big passing plays uh, on defense, right? Both A&M and Miami, Miami especially, were able to exploit their secondary with really big passing plays. And Tennessee has been mostly just like running the ball well this year, not having a lot of explosive passing plays like we saw them over the last couple of years. And I think this is maybe a game where now it's an opportunity at home for Joe Milton to hit a couple deep shots. It's a real bummer that Brew McCoy got hurt and he's done for the season. But even still, I think there's enough talent there um, and I think Tennessee can cover this at home. So I'm rolling with the Vols minus three, Tyler. Uh, what do you yeah. think about that? No, it's a pass for me. I mean, I think that's it's a pretty accurate line. I think going on the road is going to have a lot to do here. I mean, remember, the one time that this defense really looked out of sorts was on the road at Miami, and that's the one right. road game this year. Now they have two losses, talking about A&M. Obviously Miami on the road, 48-33, and then Alabama last week, but... You know, it's funny. Some teams go on the road, they handle it fine. Some teams don't. Texas A&M, I found this stat on oddshark.com, and I think they're usually pretty accurate with their trend stats. 0-7 straight up in their last seven road games to A&M. Wow. They don't do well on the road. They don't travel well. And I kind of agree with you. Like, you know, Tennessee, they have been up and down, but I think their ceiling is higher than we've seen so far this year. They are coming together. They are playing better as a team. And I've talked about hype, old Bobby... uh, What's his name? Bobby, Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill mm-hmm. Sr. Growing up Bobby Hill. Dude, I, I think he's kind of you. <laughs> I think he's kind of underrated. Like and oh, look, fair. this I think is he's one of the things coach. where yeah, yeah, this is one of the things where it's like it's more of like a eye test thing. I look at his recruiting rankings and I look at his expectation in like big games. Right. But I think in I think in 5 years or so, we're going to put Hypel constantly in the top 10. No matter where he is. He may not be a Tennessee. Anymore. I think it's a good spot for him. Why would you right. Well, who knows what the landscape's going to look like, but I like Hypo, and I like what they're doing uh, overall. So A&M on the road, Tennessee coming into their own at home. I think the the, the price kind of, it's, it's, it's generous, I think, here for Tennessee. I think that there's a lot of ways this could go to, but I don't think in the, we talked about outcomes, right, and all the different outcomes that are possible here. I think Tennessee winning by a lot happens more often than A&M winning by a lot, right? right? So you just look at that. And also, I like to play the the two-point game. Right? What's the current spread on this? Three points. So let's do the two-point game. Okay, Let's move it two points in one direction and say Tennessee's now How minus... How do we feel? Tennessee's now minus one. Right. I feel great about that. Right. right. Now they're minus one home. All they have to do is win the game. If they win by one point, we kind of push that. I like that a lot. If we move to five, okay, I could see it, but I don't love it. Five's a dead number. Four. So it's like one way seems so obvious. The other way, kind of questioning still. So the two-point game... Kind of gets you, kind of when you're on the fence, it'll solve a, a, a question for you, hmm. right? And by the way, for those who didn't deduct what I was talking about, the two point game is move it two points each direction 
And if it seems fair each way, maybe you don't have a great bet. If one way seems obvious, you're probably onto a good bet. Okay. So fair enough. Uh, not a lean even for you then, or would you lean Tennessee? You know what? I'm not because he's not leaning. Folks. I don't want to bet against Jimbo and A and M, or even put it up as because I think that people still take those leans seriously. Yeah. And no, I, I see this game going a lot of different directions. If I had to make a bet, I would bet Tennessee, but not even a lean here. Not okay. even a lean. Not even a lean. He's standing straight up, folks. Uh, <laughs> zero leaning going on. We'll stay in the Good SEC. Posture. Florida at South Carolina. Currently, the Gamecocks two and a half point home favorites. These are two teams that I feel Wait, like. What are, what order are you going in? Uh, oh, you know what I think this is. New, this should be in the proper order based off you of know, kickoff time. You know why this is? Huh. I think there's a bunch of games that start at the same time in the middle of the day. So there's not that many high-profile 10 a.m. games, or excuse me, like noon Eastern, right, right. for the listeners. Um, this would be like the afternoon slot, like the 3:30 Eastern ones. Yes. Yeah, it, but there's a lot of games. There's in this quite slot. a few. Yeah, yes. Sure. Okay, so this cool. is going to be when you need the multi-screen setup. So oh, love it. Uh, you got to up your game. Uh, all, all the folks out there, they're only rocking one or my two, eyes one start or two working TVs. like a uh, like a. Uh, What's the animal that changes color? Chameleon. My eyes start working like a chameleon when I'm watching the multi-screens. Oh, because they can like move around? Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that's Isolated most, eye movement. Most prey animals, by the way, <laughs> have eyes on, on really? opposite sides of their head so they Dude, can see more. That's you want to hear something? science fact for you. You want to hear something see crazy? A, pre- a, a predator coming. That happened on the other day to me on a walk? Yes. Did you see Bigfoot? A cricket played dead. And I was like, what the hell is this? Well, I didn't realize that at first. So a, a cricket like had this little spasm. His legs go nuts. He like flips on his back. And I was like, did I just see him like walk? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. A little side effect. Nice I was job like, with did I buttons, just see this maybe. guy walk through like an organ spray trail? Or you know how like, like you'll see that? I was, mm-hmm. Did he get poisoned or something? And so it's like on the sidewalk. Awesome. Well, he was on the sidewalk. And so when I came back from my walk, I was with my dog. We came back from the walk on the same path. And he was gone. Ooh. And so I'm like, what the hell happened? So I go home and I looked up, I, you know, do crickets play dead? They do. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty. Where were we They're not that? real. Nature. <laughs> Just like the birds and squirrels. Oh! Or maybe one of the birds and squirrels. Maybe it was a malfunctioning cricket See? and one of the robot birds <laughs> came in, oh, and scooped it before you could dissect <laughs> it and find all the wires. <laughs> um, okay. Florida at South Carolina. Look, I, to me, these are two teams... That I feel like I've been... I haven't picked this game. ...wrong on, on what, what, regardless of how I've picked them, excluding one game. I think I picked... I did pick Utah against Florida, and that covered. But I feel like I've been very wrong on both these teams whenever I pick for them or against them. And so I'd like to hear your breakdown, because I am leaning a certain way, but maybe I'd like to hear what, what your pick is first before what I decide... What is the current line? Board. South Carolina, two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Let's, let's check this real quick. That was as of a few hours ago when I put this down. Mm-hmm. 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 Currently mm-hmm. on DraftKings as well. DraftKings, two-and-a-half. BetOnline, two-and-a-half. Westgate, two. Circa, two. Bavada, two. Seizures, two. So he wants two three, which makes me think he's leaning Gators, folks. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying it's two going on uh, two-and-a-half to two. Oh, right okay. Now. Gotcha. So I want the two. I'm taking South Carolina. He's on the Cox. I'm on the Cox, and I'm taking a minus two. Um, you're a big. You, you're a big. You, you got a lot of faith in in Spencer, huh? In, in the Rattler. I mean, not the even Daddy, necessarily. The Rat Let, King. Let's get it. Let's dive in. Okay, let's just dive right in head first. Um, this line makes sense to me on the surface because I actually do have Florida about one point better in the power ratings so that Will doesn't care about. But uh, <laughs> after do that. but after considering all things. I think South Carolina is a play for a couple reasons. First of all, we talked about this whole home road split. I think Florida 
is awful offensively on the road, even with adjusted stats. Now, I get it. They played Utah and Kentucky, but that's why adjusted stats exist. We want to look at those in situations like this, and they're still not a good road team offensively. They've only scored 11 in 14 of those two games, but you want you want to know one thing these games have in common? The hmm. two Florida games where they didn't cover, went on the road, scored... I bet against them those both games, okay? I saw a bad spot, right? and I see another bad spot here. At least, this isn't a great spot, right? South Carolina, despite being 2-3, and three, is still 40th overall in FEI, 54th in offense, 47th defense. Those, not, those aren't great stats, right? You look right. at that on in, in, the, in the scope of 133 teams, but you're going to get a lot of teams who fall in that range in college football who are good teams overall. I think South Carolina is one of those teams, and I see this all the time. When you look at FEI, there's nothing inherently wrong with like a, a team in the 40s, 50s. If, if you're not an Alabama or a team who has uh, high hopes, I think South Carolina overall, they're actually right where we expected them to be. You look at last year's FEI, how they performed with this offense, Spencer Rattler, very similar. Now they do have ups and downs overall, but I think you look at the FEI in general and uh, not, a, not a team that I'm like scared to bet on. I guess that's my point. I look at that and I go, can I trust them? Hmm. Can I trust them here? And I can trust uh, South Carolina, I believe. But it's not just that. I think we get a really motivated team that should be better and are better than we've seen. Now, we can't ignore the schedule so far. I mean, they played UNC, Georgia, Tennessee, very, very good teams. That's why you look at the advanced stats compared to the non-advanced stats. You get a different story with South Carolina. Um, and, and I think that the motivation with with Coach Bieber, like they're, they're, they're going to be able to get focused here and... I think that if there's a team who can't, like, you got to say, okay, can they flip it on? Because a lot of teams during the season, they're going to have moments where they are focused, motivated, but it doesn't mean they can do something about it. And I think South Carolina can. Their offense has really been balanced this year. Spencer Rattler's thrown the ball 163 times, and the team has rushed it for 160. Now, keep in mind, 43 of those 160 rushes were Rattler, but we've seen a shift in the, in the asking of the running back room, and I think it's because they have changed their preferred running back. Right, it started the season uh, to carry on Joiner. He was getting a lot of touches to start the year, and then right. as the the weeks have gone on, Mario Anderson's getting more and more touches. This offense is looking better and better. So, and I think he should be. I mean, he's has over double the production right. with only four more carries. So, I think they're leaning on who they need to. South Carolina's kind of learning who they are this year as they go. And uh, let's talk about available yards percentage. This is a good stat, which. I reference back to it because I have my games out of order here. But what, this is, what is the stat? It's called uh, available yards percentage. All right. Okay. What would that so, mean? So, so I have it here. Yeah, I have the definition here. Um, available yards percentage is calculated by dividing drive yards measured from starting field position to ending field position by available yards measured from starting field for position to end end zone. Right. So. Hmm. Where do you start? How far do you go based on where you are to end zone? Okay, it's an interesting stat. It's called available uh, yards percentage. Um, South Carolina is 90th in the, in, the, in the nation offensively and 126th defensively. Now, I'm going to bring that back when we talk about a different game, but I think that's important because I don't think that's reflective of who they are, and I think people bet on this kind of information, at least people moving the number. So I think because of that, we're getting a South Carolina team that the advanced stats, the numbers people think maybe they're overrated, and I think it's purely because of who they who they played. And you look at those games, they've held their own. They're not really getting blown out despite any of the teams they played, mm. and I think that's holding people back. So I believe overall 
South Carolina has still a lot left to show, and this is the game for it. By the way, I didn't mention this. They're coming off a bye week. They've had time to prepare, time to get ready for this. Florida hasn't. So I think we see a polished South Carolina team coming off a bye. A lot of motivation, a lot left to show. We'll take South Carolina minus two. Hmm. Well, wait, is the consensus not two and a half? Says who? Says the internet, the the consensus internet. that, That just tells you what bet online is. Well, I thought the consensus on uh, on pregame was two and a half. Look, you what, still what have I'm, you still have a half point that you well, can buy. Well, right. If you want. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking is, what if I can get it at three? No, 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 no. It's a two right now. We're not is buying it? for two and a half. Look at right now at the at the at bet online. You can find it. It's going in between two and two and a half. And by the way, the two and a halfs are minus one hundred five, minus one hundred four. Okay, so it's leaning two is what you're saying. But there's two at several places. Just because it's DraftKings where all the squares bet. And bet online where the square is. Oh, isn't pregame like the consensus number? Isn't that the idea? Well, but you can choose different options. So, like, you can customize the main screen. Uh What it's going to show there is bet online's price. I see. Okay. Um, hmm. But look, I'll give you two and a half if you want to use your half point here. No, I wouldn't use it on two to two and a half. Um, (laughs) hmm. Look, here's what I'm thinking because. Talk these, me through this. One. These are both teams I don't really. Uh, South Carolina is definitely not a team I I I trust betting on. Florida, very similar, right? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I so know. Are we are we just dealing here with two teams that you just don't want to bet on? No, I get that. I well, understand. No, because that. Like, look, here's what I'm thinking: all is the that, time I have two teams. It's like a bet on, bet against. Right. I don't want to do it. You're definitely right about since they've made the change to Mario Anderson getting the 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 bulk of the carries. Right. The the rushing game has been a lot better. But like you look at it up. at oh, and I and obviously you know that's been more recent, so it might change some of these numbers. But you look at their offense, like they're averaging eighty-seven yards per per game on the ground. Look, right? and Florida and, and Florida is a good team. I understand that too. Like and so and Florida's rushing... been specifically good against passing teams, right? So like you look at the losses they've had, they've been against teams that know how to run the ball really well, right? Utah ran the ball on them. Tennessee ran the ball on them, right? Um, so th- if I was going to look at a game where I'd go maybe Florida's defense stacks up well against South Carolina, who is pretty dependent on the passing game to to score a lot of points, I would say this is one. Florida also beat them last year. Yeah, that was in Gainesville, so maybe that's a revenge factor for South Carolina. But they beat them bad, and that was a, not a good Florida team last year. Uh, it, I don't know if you would. I don't know how I would downgrade Coaching them or upgrade maybe, them. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-eight to six last year. Um, now I know you're only agreeing with me now because you want this to be a bad boy. Are game. you kidding me? I think it would be good for the audience. That's what I think. I think it'd be amazing for the audience. Um, I thought you were a man of the like. Don't we always so talk it's about two. this? I mean, look, you clearly you want this to be a bad board real bad, which is what's worrying me. We're gonna I come don't back want to it. This we're gonna come. <laughs> you're so bad. Uh, we're gonna come back to this. Might be a bad board for now. I'm gonna stay away. But if we don't get one for the rest of the of, of the game, I might come back to it. You, at, at two. dude. I thought you but had I'm not, a I'm not, spine over I'm not there. Buying, well, we're gonna see what else is left because there might be more bad board games left. So uh, we'll move on. Um, Oregon at Washington. Uh, you give your breakdown. Actually, this. I'm th- gonna get more water. Do you want to give your break? Wait, where's my notes? Oh, I threw my notes. He threw his notes, folks. He's all over. Over the place, he didn't print. Oh no, is that the one that you you cracked the uh, the fizz open on? Did you use it as a coaster? That note. No, sheet? I got him right here. Okay, Oregon, cool. Washington. Um, look, out of order. This, I am so excited for this matchup. I think these are the two I'm best more teams. Water. I think these are the two best teams in the Pac-12. Um, and I'm so torn on what side I want to go on because 
I really love Washington, and they're so much fun to play. I think Michael Penix is for sure the better quarterback in this matchup. Um, but Where are you at Washington? Yeah, uh, at mm. Washington, and the Huskies are a three-point home favorite here over Oregon. Um, now, Oregon has like dominated this matchup as of late. I think they've won like seven out of the last eight in Seattle. Now, a lot of those have been like bad Washington teams or it was like Jimmy Lake Washington teams or whatever, right? So I think there's been an inherent advantage for Oregon. I don't think there's an inherent coaching advantage at all for Dan Lanning over Kalen DeBoer. If anything, I would I'd, agree. Yep. I'd probably lean Kalen DeBoer over Dan Lanning in that coaching matchup. But Oregon is super balanced. Like they run the ball, they pass the ball well, and I feel like Washington, like yeah, they can run the ball, but they clearly favor – you know, the passing game with Penix, and for good reason. He's yeah. been amazing. They're really good they at protecting well. him. Yeah, man, they take a ton of deep shots. Um, and and I still just don't even know, like, what – like, this is, like, the, the real step up in competition for both these teams. Like, Oregon's yeah. best competition so far has been, like, Texas Tech, and they almost lost that game, by the way. Right. They ended up covering on a freak play at the end, but they that was a really close game that they almost didn't win – uh, at at the end, I mean, there a lot, a couple plays break differently, and Texas Tech wins that game, and that's like the very best. early in the season, though. Yeah, that's true, but like that's the best offense they've played all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, and they gave up some points. They gave up a ton of yards. I think they got outgained in that game, and so that worries me. Where I think, okay, Washington's gonna be able to move the ball, but even still, like something about Oregon, like and especially seeing that Washington game against Arizona a couple weeks ago, that kind of made me a little nervous for Washington, where I go. Are they that good? Is it just like they've been wrecking teams that don't have great secondaries with a great passing offense? Um, I really like Washington, and frankly, I'll be rooting for them. But I, I can't lie. I feel like I have to take Oregon in the points here, historically how well they've done in Seattle. And just in my opinion, I think that they might be able to run the ball and and just kind of make longer drives, whereas opposed to Washington might be more dependent on the big play. And and Arizona kind of showed that if you take, there's ways to take away some of those deep passing games, and all of a sudden it makes them very limited. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ducks plus three here, very hesitantly. I'm sorry to all the the Husky fans out there because I love the Huskies. I love Michael Penix, but I think in this spot I got to take Oregon plus three. Uh, lean Oregon plus three. Okay. So no bet here. Lean for me. Um, I think you know it's interesting. Like who does this come down to? You know, if we grouped uh, positions or you know people. Does it come down to the quarterbacks? Right. Right, Bo Nix, Penix. Does it come down to the coaches, the defenses? So it's just really interesting because I think we get a lot of similarities, a lot of greatness, and it's going to come down to the details. Uh, both teams off a of bye. Did you mention that? Uh, no, I didn't. But, yes, they're both off a of bye. Yeah, so. both off a of bye. So a lot of time to prep. I mean, this is where you're going to get like, Could that be, Do you think that would lean like under at that point? Because everyone's thinking a ton of points, explosive offenses Dude. with an extra week to prepare. Do you think that's like an advantage to both defensive coaching staffs? You know, I, w- I wish I were to look that up. Maybe next week I, I can look up those trends because off the I don't have that in front of me, but I don't know. It's, like, it's funny because my intuition says something, but I always get thrown off because the numbers are always different. Right. I always go, oh, of course it's this, and that's why I love the data. Right. I'm, I love the numbers, dude. But I would think, what would you think? Well, because here's what I think. I think a lot of times when you look at, like, for example, like a big playoff you, game. You can make a case for both. You definitely can. But, like, what I, what I always imagine is, like, in these big playoff games where 
it's two really great teams and they have a ton of time to prepare for each other. A lot of times they end up being lower scoring, especially to start. A lot, of, like a lot of times, they feel like that you you see them they they figure it out and they start scoring later. But the game starts slow because it's like it's such a chess match where both teams right. think they know what the other one is going to be scripting. Okay, okay. And so, so seriously, I think you're actually right in general with that. I, I would agree with you for sure. But these teams are unique because the FEI, which for those new to the show, for those you know, I know that always get new listeners. FEI is a simple efficiency stat adjusted for opponent. Uh, FEI offense, Oregon is fifth. Washington, number one in the country. Yeah, man. I mean, Defense, <laughs> Oregon 17th, Washington 33rd. So I think if they're going to like, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with you, actually. I'm just like playing devil's advocate. If they could excel, maybe they're going to put in more wrinkles, more formations. Because like if, if either of these teams pushes the gas pedal in more, like they're capable of so much more. Right. My thing why I'm leaning Oregon is if you push in the gas pedal defensively, I don't know Advantage what the ceiling. Yeah, I don't know the ceiling for Washington. Right. I think they're going to give up yards, give up opportunities. When Oregon, at the end of the day, maybe they do have that defense to compete on a national level. Because let's remember, Dan Lanning, defensive coordinator from Georgia, came over to Oregon a couple years ago. Right. Defensive-minded head coaches get different products. I think in this modern football, if you can move the ball like Oregon can, and you have that defensive-minded head coach, it's going to show in games like this. They're getting three on the road. I think it's a good price. So all that together. Oh, and um, the available yards percentage, right? We talked about available yards in whatever handicap that was. Again, where do you start? How many yards available? Where do you finish? Washington, number one in the country offensively. Oregon, number two in the country offensively. Wow. Two best offenses for that stat. But remember, this is an unadjusted stat. It's simply right. where do you start, where do you finish? Defensively, Washington 35th, Oregon 10th. Yeah. Just something else for the for, for the notes. Lean Oregon uh, plus it's the It's going to be such a good matchup. By the way, oh, I told you guys I'm going to be out of town for a, for a fall wedding, and people that, that have their, their weddings on fall Saturdays, uh, I think it should be a, a crime. Uh, it should be well, punish- that effect that, that punishable. Effect, yeah, it affects but a lot of stuff. this one's the afternoon <laughs> one. I should be able to sit in my in my hotel room and watch it while I'm getting ready. So I'm going to be watching this one, and I'm super excited. So, oh, I'm very okay. excited. Lean Oregon yeah. for Tyler. I'm taking Oregon plus three, but secretly rooting for the Huskies. Um, not so secretly. Uh, next up, a Big 12 matchup. I think this is one you have a... I'm just going to guess because I don't know what the other game that you have a bet on, but I think this is one of them. Kansas minus three at Oklahoma State. Do you have a, a play here? I do not. Oh. You thought I was going to take Oklahoma State here. Well, look, I, I will say I I got burned real badly in a teaser I had last week, and I included Kansas State on the road at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was coming off a bye. Kansas State was like 11-point road favorites. Uh, Oklahoma State wins that outright. That was a real back to snap back to reality on Oklahoma State game for me. Oh, there goes that, gravity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was that was very uh, mom spaghetti game because, <laughs> um, like to me, it was just I, I and, and rightfully so. We've we've talked about this this season about how it feels like maybe a down year for Oklahoma State, but that was the game where it was like, hey, it's still this is still Mike Gundy. This is still an Oklahoma State team that's it's capable of beating anybody, and so. Yeah, they had an extra week to compare to prepare for Kansas State, um, and so I'm just wondering what your breakdown would be here if you even had a lean. Because the way I see it is that Kansas's offense is like maybe like third best in the in, in the Big Twelve. Well, but we, we got to remember Jalen uh, Daniels is doubtful this game, right? So that but, changes but even, a ton, uh, definitely. But he's been out for a couple weeks now, and but, but, but and we, Brandon we, Bean. Do I, am I? Get, I, I always feel like I'm. Yeah, is it Justin Bean or Brandon no, Bean? Jason Bean. Jason Bean. Mm-hmm. Okay, like um, Jason Bourne. 
right it's there we cousin. go that's how i'll remember it's his cousin who's in the coffee <laughs> yeah um he's a very capable uh, quarterback i mean he's definitely not he's i mean for whole, sure a downgrade but he's still like he's got why do you say that because he's gotten a lot of he's win. he's won he's he's gotten a lot of wins he's had a lot of playing time like as far as if you're a a, a team that has a star quarterback like what's the best scenario for having uh, for the backup, it's a guy like him who's come in and proven himself and won. Is he as good as as Jalen? No, um, but he's solid. Like he can win you games, and uh, he's not gonna. He's probably not gonna lose you games either. And so um, they're favored by three on the road here. Again, feels very enticing to take Oklahoma State, but I wonder how much that bye week might have been work worth for Mike Gundy against that Kansas State team compared to now not having that extra week to prepare for a very good Kansas State or excuse me, Kansas offense, and frankly, just a good Kansas team. Like, I, I really think Kansas is a very good team. Like, they're not – they're no longer just, like, fun and fluky. I think they're a good team here, but it's – I don't know. It's a sketchy spot. Where, where would you – do you have a lean even for this? Uh, no, no lean at all because I think this game is just so, like, bizarre to handicap. Um, my power rankings say that Oklahoma State's actually the play with Jalen Daniels out again. So why not bet it? Because – I don't know if the ceiling for Kansas's offense is baked into this line. I think what we've seen from Kansas so far with their backup is bad, and I think there's a natural downgrade with the backup in, which I have too. Hmm. But like you mentioned, he won last year. I went and looked at some of the stats where he played. He played the middle of the season last year, and he has some good games. Like, right. He's been serviceable. And just because he only threw the ball 12 yards last week for 91 <laughs> yards... That wasn't part of the game plan. Yeah, well, they didn't need to. They that rushed much. the ball for right. 400. So right. it's like, wow. are they going to run the ball for 400 against Oklahoma State? Probably not. But can they run for 250 and win that game? You know mm, what I mean? Exactly. It's all, it's all about what can they do offensively. That's why, at the end of the day, I kind of just trust Kansas more in this spot. Um, if I had to pick a, a team, it'd probably be Kansas here. Against but, the power ratings. Well, it, wow. it, it, it would be, yeah. But look. Power ratings get you so far. And that's why I did a special Patreon podcast for those who use the one uh, full 133 teams was they'll get you a lot of the way there. My power ratings, some games, they'll get you 90% of the way there. Right. Some games will get you 60% of the way there based on matchups, X's and O's, things like that. And let, let's, let's talk further about that, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because, uh, again, for these teams, I think the number doesn't, isn't as confident. Like I'm not as confident in their rating as I am with other teams mm. at this point in the season. So again, Jalen Daniels doubtful last week in a 51-22 win against UCF. Jason Bean um, only threw for 91 yards. We mentioned he only he had eight completions for right. 91 yards. Not great. They were up early, but in that they game ran it too, all the over the field. Yeah. Uh, but we knew UCF def- defense was suspect. I talked about that. The reason why last week we talked about Kansas and UCF. Remember, it was that heartbreaking loss that UCF had to Baylor with the week before that at home. Yeah. And UCF let him score, and they were up like 30-something to 7 in the late in the third quarter. Right. <laughs> what I thought would happen was actually very, very close to what happened. UCF's offense showed up. Defense did not show up. But on top of that, they didn't have a great defense anyway. FEI, UCF has an 88th uh, overall defense compared to Oklahoma State, 26th. So mm. they're not going to let that happen. If Kansas can't rush the ball effectively and have to throw it, can they hurt this defense? Can they have that production, right? That's the main question here for Kansas. Now, on the other side, Oklahoma State, very up and down year, right? Two consecutive losses to South Alabama, who is a lot better than people thought. They're like up in the average team range yeah, right now. they're a good team. And um, Iowa State, right? 
a lot of people had them selling stock. I had them mid fifties at one point, several points below where they are, but they've risen up to like 48. So look, I don't have a giant difference from where they were now to where they were, but, or from where they are now to where they were, but I just don't like this offense. And I think it's a low, this is like a ceiling floor handicap, right? I think you, you right. look at Alan Bowman, his decision-making, you know, the coaches are showing it. They're not doing anything on offense. As a matter of fact, at this point in the season, I, I was looking at stats and I couldn't find Bowman for the, uh, ranking the quarterbacks on completion percentage. And I couldn't find him. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I looked up how many completion or how many attempts he's had. He hasn't even thrown the ball enough to qualify for the stat. Right. Like he's thrown the ball 20 fewer times at this point in the season to even qualify. But if I, if he did throw enough times at this point and you just put him in there, he's dead last by a lot. He's not a. They are he's holding. A, he's a journeyman quarterback too. They by are the way, holding. he's a senior. He's it, well, just, no, but he went to Texas Tech. Then he transferred to Michigan. He was a backup at Michigan last year. When he came in, he was not very good. And then he transferred out again. And and now he's at Oklahoma State. So no, I don't get it. Look, Oklahoma State overall 88th in rush yards allowed a game and 73 in rush yards allowed an attempt. So back to defense. I just don't think they can stop Kansas, no matter how they look right now. Over the course of 60 minutes, we'll take the road favorite. In a uh, no, you know what? We're, You're leaning. I was gonna lean, but I'm not even gonna lean. You're giving out Kansas. You know what? We are gonna lean. No, 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 no. I was gonna not lean. Oh, I see. So I you're gonna, just I leaning. Gonna walk, I was gonna walk away. I was gonna clean my hands and walk away. I'm gonna lean Kansas. I'll give no out. Bad, but lean. I'll give out Kansas, but again, I don't love. I to me, it's just a dangerous spot with a team being a road favorite in Stillwater. Yes. Last note here. Uh, strength of schedule adjusted. Strength of schedule. Oklahoma State bad. Oklahoma State thirty second. Oh, wow. Kansas, 100th. Wow. Yeah. Not what I would have expected. Right? Okay. Me neither. Yeah, who's Kansas State played? Yeah, that, that doesn't Or Kansas, me. you mean? Not Kansas State, right? I meant Kansas. Yeah, yeah well, they've played Texas. They've played UCF. Uh, they've played, what, Baylor, I think. Um, but I, I would not have expected it to be that bad. But, okay. I'll go, whatever. I'm going to roll Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Smitty uh, may have may have betrayed the uh, the Jayhawks, but I never will. I'm a diehard. Um, <laughs> life was before the season started. Lifelong baby. Give me uh, a break. Um, okay, uh, Skillshare Tower. You want to say something about Skillshare before we get into the rest of the games? Yeah. Uh, before Skillshare, though, hang on. I want to read the stat, the definition of the stat I just gave you. Okay. Guys. This strength of schedule rating represents the expected number of losses an elite team, two standard deviations better than average would have against each team's schedule of opponents, okay? So you I take see. an elite team. Well, like a schedule, what their schedule would be and, against their, or like how would Georgia fare against their against schedule? Against their schedule, yes. Okay. So that's what it takes. So it, it, it compares good teams to their schedule and rates it. How that's would they do That's a weird way to measure a strength of schedule in my opinion. <laughs> the, next one, the next one is the expected number of losses a good team, one standard deviation above the average would have against the schedule. <clears throat> and the next is the expected number of losses an average team would have. Okay. See, but so, again, how so, are they? So, so, how do they even rate what a good or an average team is? Because what if like strength of schedule is baked into that? It becomes a chicken and egg, a snake eating its own no, tail. There's too many teams for this. In the NBA, you're right. In a, a team with thir- in a league with 32 teams, you're right. With 113, it's so stretched out I that's see. not as big of a deal or as much of a case. Okay. But what's important here is you can see a difference, right? How good would a good team do against the schedule? How would a bad team do with the schedule? Right. And, and or a middle team. Based on those three things. Okay. What I like to use is the elite team. Because that tells me cream of the crop plays your schedule. How are they doing? So I like to use that for my strength of schedule ratings. Now, you may say that's that's subjective. That's what I... That, that that may be the case. But I handicap how I handicap. This is how I go about my stuff. I bring onto the show these this information. 
if you don't like the results, you don't like winning money, in my opinion. So that's what I say for this. But just to clarify that, that's the strength of schedule Now, we've talked about that was Oklahoma State. Yeah, but like... We were, and, and, I, I just want to clarify no, I, what it was for everyone. Totally, so, yes. So, um, you said for Kansas, it was like really bad, which I look at their schedule and I feel like who they've played. So like I don't see a big difference. And again, uh, th- this is eye test for me in Kansas' schedule versus uh, versus Oklahoma State. I feel like... Kansas has played a similarly. I mean, they've played BYU, Texas, UCF, Illinois. Okay, this. I'm so glad we're doing this right now. I don't know why I have 30 second right here. It's 80 second. I'm so glad we did this, dude. Wait, that what is 80 second? The Oklahoma Oklahoma strength State of schedule. Oklahoma okay. State strength of schedule. Okay. I said 30 second. I was going to say that it's doesn't make 80 sense. Second. That makes it's more 80 sense. 80 second. Okay. So the ratings are against the ELS, the elite teams, Oklahoma State. If they face their schedule, eighty second. Right. Okay. The general normal teams, seventy first. The av or the uh, average to below average teams, sixty fourth. And what was Kansas again? Let me look it up right now, just to be sure. Uh, fresh from the press, I feel like it's a similarly. Uh, I feel like Kansas may have even played a tougher schedule. Frankly. Kansas. Yeah, they have these. The, I don't know where well, these numbers were. Were bullshit. I don't know where this was from. You okay. know what? What we happened? Dug into it. A typo? Uh, well, or I was looking at a different page because mm. I have a billion tabs up during this. And and for those going, well, if that wasn't right, how do we know? This is the reason we're looking <laughs> into this stuff. They sent up a thing we're looking into this. But Kansas, I'm ELS, to the against the elite teams, Kansas 36th. Okay. Against the average teams, 43rd. Against the uh, below average or the last tier, 47th. I see. Okay. All right. Well, we're I'm giving out Kansas minus three. Tower's leaning that way. So uh, Skillshare. Yeah, Skillshare. If you don't want to be an idiot like that, you want to be more organized, <laughs> you can take classes for that. I they bet are, you can take a class to understand how the, those those rankings work. I guarantee you can take a class to understand how the rankings work. Um, I made some uh, meatballs this weekend, some like barbecue meatballs, mm. and they could have been better. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I could have learned how to do a better job on Skillshare. If you sign up for Skillshare, you get a one-year subscription 30% off if you use promo code tailgate. And in that subscription, you can take unlimited classes. You can take the uh, the cooking class. You can take the math class. You can take the organization class. Whatever you want on Skillshare for one price, you get 30% off with promo code tailgate. That's Skillshare.com, promo code tailgate. Get access to uh, all kinds of teachers, professionals for what you're looking for on Skillshare.com. Promo code tailgate. You want an old tip I have for your meatballs? What's your tip, Will? Um, a little secret for the meatball gang out there. If you're making like a barbecue meatball, something you could throw into the sauce mix Ooh. that might up the game a little bit. Yes. Believe it or not, a little grape jelly. Now, here's why. Mm. A little bit of sweet often complements like the savory kind of flavor, depending on what you're doing. It also complements, uh, but you're not really going to taste the flavor. But what it does the, the gelatin in the jelly helps the sauce stick to the meatballs. So you, the sauce sticks ah. a little bit harder to the meatballs. That's a little uh, little secret for you for your meatballs. You like saucy balls. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> no one wants a dry ball or balls. <laughs> Sounds awful. Sounds super uncomfortable. No, I see something that looks juicy and I want to have it. <laughs> wow. Smitty's on it today with the buttons. Yeah. I came prepared. I'm going to try it. that. A little grape jelly. Yeah, just a little bit in there. Throw yeah. like a b- big spoonful. Um, okay. I'm into it. Kansas State at Texas Tech. Currently, the uh, the Red Raiders here, one-point favorites at home. Now, this to me has been a disappointing showing from Kansas State 
based off of what the team I thought they would be, based off of who they were last year. They've got a couple of losses on their record already. It seems like the Big 12 championship is, is probably out the window. And kind of the same thing for Texas Tech. Like, I know preseason, like, we all kind of talked about Texas Tech as being a sleeper team. Now, I know that they, you know, Tyler Shuck has been injured often, and so that's, that's baked into it here. But to me, these are kind of like very similar teams. And so the only bet that I'm giving out here, honestly, and this is a lame breakdown because I know that you're going to have more, and I don't know if this is one that you're, you have a bet for, by the way, but no. Texas Tech is a hard place to play, man. Weird shit happens in Lubbock. Like, that's just a fact. And so um, I, like, I like Texas Tech and home here over Kansas State. I definitely think that Chris Kleiman, uh, you know, we, we've talked highly about him. Like, I really respect him as a coach, and I like, uh, I like Will Howard, but they're just too – they give up really big – passing plays on defense like every team has just been able to completely tear them up through the air and I think this is an opportunity for Texas Tech to do just that I like the Red Raiders at home minus one yeah uh no play here no lean here for me uh but you know Kansas State they're really interesting like I think they're actually better than a lot of people think last week's loss to Oklahoma State I think it was a spot I think it was a bad spot short week on the road Stillwater's a tough place to go play in you know it's a, like a sneaky tough uh home field advantage and it was a bad spot for Kansas State. I think, I think we still have a really, really good team. Let's talk some of these ratings, okay? Offensive FEI, Kansas State is 18th. Defensive FEI, 22nd. But uh, those strength and schedule ratings we were just talking about, overall elite teams, 109th for their schedule. Mm. Now it goes down. They're very stratified. For the general teams, 84th. And for the average to below average, 58th. So what that tells me is they uh, not a good schedule, right? Bad teams wouldn't have done would do a lot better than than great teams would do. So, mm-hmm. um, I think overall we have two teams who are above perception. Okay, so obviously Kansas State I think is a lot better than people think, but Kansas State it seems like we just sold the stock because they lost the first game of the season on the road at Wyoming in overtime. It's like everyone's like, oh okay, selling stock. They're not okay. Well, then they lost by eight points to Oregon the week after that. Should have won that game, honestly. Yeah. And then, I mean, we'll mention the injury to Tyler Shuck, but it, which is a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, the, the downgrade this year, the markets downgraded Texas tech about six points That's big from the start of the season. And the lofty expectations were a part of that too. You know, we thought they were going to be a lot better than this year, but as I mentioned, look at their outcomes. I mean, this is a, still a good team. And I think they have a, a a high upside. So, you know, they have a lot to show at home against Kansas State, and it's going to be a very, very tough game for uh, the Wildcats. But overall, you look at the advanced ratings and how well they, they can do on the road and how well they did last year on their route to the Big 12 championship. And uh, Kansas State can surprise people. And so this is a total pass for me. No way one way, uh, one way or the other. Two good teams, two good coaches. Should be a fun game. Okay, love it. Uh, I'll take Texas Tech minus one. Next up, another massive matchup. I wonder if this is one that Tyler's got a bet to. Uh, Southern Cal at Notre Dame, the oh, rivalry game. Oh, the jeweled shillelagh. Yeah, the golden shillelagh, baby. Oh, um, but the jeweled shillelagh, right? Oh, the yeah. Golden shillelagh. No, I think it's jeweled. No, the I golden think you're right. hat. Yeah, that was last week, the golden hat. It's the jeweled shillelagh? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Which is like basically like a mace. It's like a it's like a cane that you beat people with or some shit. Stop <laughs> hitting me with that shillelagh. <laughs> I mean, nothing could be more Irish. Um, right now, Notre Dame two and a half point home favorites. Of course, they just lost to Louisville last week on the is road. Uh, they didn't look pretty good. Yeah, I believe it's two and a half. Um, it is. I'm fascinated here. with this matchup because 
Notre Dame's offense, I feel like, has frankly just underperformed, uh, especially based off of where, like, preseason, I was like, man, this offense is going to score a lot with uh, with Sam Hartman, and I feel like they just they have looked fairly average. What is it? Well, it's not fair to say it's it's going to three yet, but two books are at three. Okay. And so it's great. But, but it's two not, and a half. I don't think, it's two and a half for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what we'll give out. Um, but it'll be three by Saturday for the people. Notre Dame favored by three. Look, they have a three. very good defense, right? Uh, Notre Dame does. They've been, they limited Ohio State offensively. They limited Duke offensively. Uh, even, you know, Louisville played really well. Um, but to me, that was more about, you know, their defense played really well against Notre Dame's offense more so than just like, you know, um, that, that Notre Dame's defense looked bad, right? And so, um, Compared to Southern Cal, and yeah, Lincoln Riley can give all the fucking coach speak he wants about how people are disrespecting his defense and they're better than this. You look at like every stat in their bottom half of the country. Like they're they're like 111th in, in missed tackle rate. Um, like they're slow to the ball. They're, the defense is not good at Southern Cal. They're letting everybody score on them. Yeah, they had a couple of good quarters last week against Arizona to help keep them in the game uh, and ultimately bail them out and they get the, the win, right? Um, but I just can't, like, I look at this team, and, and it's it's not so, like, usually when I have a team that has a really good offense and they play, they play a team with a really good defense, I tend to lean with, like, hey, I think this would be a better opportunity for Notre Dame's offense to look good against Southern Cal's defense, and I think their defense will slow down the offense. But, like, with Caleb Williams specifically, like, it is hard to slow that guy down just because of what he's capable of. I mean, you really, like, people compare him to Patrick Holmes – and that's so accurate. Like, you look at some of the throws he makes, they're freakish. He had one in the Arizona game where he was, like, moving his body around through sidearm at, like, an outside angle that doesn't make any sense. Like, and it was a dart to the guy that was dropped in the end zone. And so, like, I think that even though Notre Dame's defense, I expect to play very well here and probably slow down Southern Cal, um, I know, like, I, I have to imagine that Southern Cal is going to be in this game the whole way through. And if you're going to ask me, like, if the game is tied late or it's a one-score game late, who are you going to trust more? Or am I going to trust the Notre Dame offense, which the play calling hasn't been fantastic? I know they can run the ball. I think they will against Southern Cal. Or am I going to trust Caleb Williams to be able to make a drive late and score? That's what I'm going to do. So I, I'm taking Southern Cal here plus two and a half on the road. Wow, interesting. And if it so, goes to three, I love it even more. So, so let's talk about a few things. One, I'm not going to have a bet board because – uh, I'm I, I'm also leaning heavily, heavily, heavily towards uh USC. I'm actually gonna give it out. I'm gonna give it out for the show. Okay. I'm glad. And the only reason I'm giving it out is because you didn't do the other side, and I didn't want to make this bet board because we already have a bet board. If Notre Dame loses this game, the worst I can do is push our season total, which I still have to ch- double check, make sure it's not nine and a half. But still, I'll do that at another time. Worst case, it's ten. <laughs> No, no, or nine, excuse nine. me. Yeah. So worst case though, it'd be a push. Okay. So for that, so I already have a big bet board riding on this. Right. That's why I'm not making it one for our bet board for the show though. I'm giving out two and a half as a pick for uh, uh, USC plus two and a half. Um, now this, a lot of this does have to do with the the spot. Okay. So both teams are really, in my opinion, off bad spots. I just think Notre Dame is in a worse spot, but let's let's actually st- go there second. So remind me to come back to the spots. Okay, okay. I want to start with this because I think it's really important that we that we mention when there are very obvious things that exist in any handicap, any game. That should never be the reason why we bet on that game. Okay, perfect example right here: USC's defense. Every college football fan who's been paying any attention this year knows. 
bad defense, trash defense, Alex Grinch sucks, bad defense. We know this. I know it. You know it. Will knows it. Ryan knows it. Everyone who's watched knows it. But if we all know it, it's incorporated in the the line. Right, 100%. That's like saying if, uh, you know, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt for the, maybe not a good example, but like uh, if any quarterback in the NFL gets hurt or, you know, or let's keep it college. Any quarterback in college gets hurt. And you bet against that team, and you go, hey, why are you betting against them? Or oh, the quarterback's out. Right. It's, it's like, like, well, that's, that's in the, in the line. number. That's right. why the line's moved. That's why it is now. So, it, you know, it's the same thing as, quick example. Can we do a five-second example, which is probably going to be a minute? If go. You buy, you buy a car, okay? Car's worth 50000 okay? At least, at least, given all the parameters, you know, you go to the lot, it should be worth fifty k. But the guy goes, okay, yeah, here are 50000 you say, okay, can I take it to my mechanic? Your mechanic says... Yeah, there's about five thousand worth of damage here. We now know the car is worth forty five grand, right? So you take it back to the dealership and he, and you go, Hey, I can't buy this for fifty grand, there's damage. He goes, Okay, we'll sell it to you for forty eight thousand. That's still not a good deal. There's five grand, right? But if he goes, Okay, we'll knock it out, we'll set it to you for forty grand, now you know you have a good deal. How did we know that? We knew how much the damage was gonna be to get back. So the same here. When you know how much a quarterback should be, when you know how much a bad defense for USC should be, and it's incorporated in the price, you're negotiating something that's already decided. Right. So when you bet because the quarterback's out, when you bet because this team's defense is really bad, we know this stuff. It's baked in the line. You should be making bets on more nuanced, detailed stuff, right. not obvious things like, oh, USC's defense sucks. Notre Dame's had a good schedule this year at Notre Dame. Right. So that's my first thing. That's going to be a lot of people's handicaps this For week. sure terrible defense and obviously you have to, to think about that and start there but let's not overreact and bet just because of that okay let's get back to the spots last week i bet against notre dame why horrible spot their seventh game in a row last week after going to ireland they were the third most traveled team when they landed last week at louisville they lost outright horrible spot horrible horrible now they go uh back home mm-hmm. after you know Th- uh, what, three high-intensity games in a row. This yep. is going to be their fourth high-intensity game in a row, their eighth game overall in a row. They still, right now, the third most team. Now, this week, as teams travel, they'll fall like eighth or ninth for the most travel this year. But still, highly traveled team and another high-intensity game. It's going to catch up with them. I mean, you could argue it caught up with them last week. So I think that we're going to see a bit of a fatigue defense, maybe even a fatigue coaching staff. They didn't really know what to do last week with this defense. And that's a just a bad spot for Notre Dame. But we also can't really ignore the the bad spot for uh, uh, Cal. USC. Okay, it is a bad spot for USC. This is their third road game in four weeks. I think they, it was like I forget the order. It was like Arizona, Colorado, third road game yeah, in four they, weeks. They've had two in a row. The last yeah, two, and, in a row and this games. is two in a row. Exactly. So CU was two two weeks ago, right? Uh, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, so so bad spot just for the travel. Also, a bit of a look ahead spot with Utah next week. Revenge from last week's Pac Pac twelve championship. Uh, now, will I saw you shake your head? I have here in my uh, in my parentheses. I don't know if a rivalry game can be right. A look That's what spot. I was thinking. It's a pretty big rivalry. Exactly. Game. I don't think right, but 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 it, no. I mean, they're still focused. I'm sure they're thinking about Utah. We, it's something we have to say. Right. It's something we have to point out because it exists. And and here's the thing that that, that and uh, we're doing a lot of handicapping tips today. A handicapping tip for this travel motivation stuff like this. A football team is a lot of players. I'm not saying the whole team's going to be distracted. 
But even if five players are, that's enough to mention. That's enough for it to be a 3% impact for the team. Right. Even if those aren't starters, they're going to be saying stuff. You know, I remember hearing stories about like my buddies who play football and it's like, they say stuff on the sidelines. It's like they're losing and they're on a bad team. They're like, I can't believe we're going to be like three and five this year. Like they say these things on the sidelines. Right. So I think it's at least worth bringing up. But uh, overall, um, no play because we have this for the bet. But, oh, you, you're on my side for the bet board. Yeah. So we're going uh, USC, both of us. Yeah. I mean, plus look, two and a half. It's it, still not the, the way to go. It's not one that I feel great about. But again, like here's my, my process is it is a rivalry game. We expect. The, based off the line, it's likely this game will be close. And so who am I going to put my faith in? Now, that being said, if you're someone that's like, hey, listen, I was thinking about betting Notre Dame and you want some reasons why, there are reasons why. Like, first of all, it's supposed to be a bad weather day. It's supposed to be raining in South Bend. Like I saw in practice, they're spraying water on uh, Southern Cal punt returners with like hoses. The coaches are while they're fielding punts to simulate what it might be like, right? It's supposed to be very rainy and wet in South Bend. That could make passing a lot harder for for Southern Cal, right? So that could that could quick question though. Quick question for you. Do you think and this is just off the cuff because that's a good point. I haven't thought about this yet. Do you think that also helps USC because it makes Notre Dame more one dimensional and, and if they can load up on stopping the run, kind it takes of. away all this from yes, Alex That's hands. exactly what I like like the defense could potentially bend like USC's defense, by the way, is all upside at this point because we all expect it to be bad. So all your really the only opportunity is for upside. Because if they give up forty five points to uh, to Notre Dame, no one's going to be surprised, right? So at this point, and they did have, by the way, some confidence boosting uh, quarters there against Arizona. Arizona now they're starting quarterback. That's a whole other argument, but you know, like it is all upside. And yes, if, if we know that Notre Dame, who by the way is, in my opinion, kind of a conservative play calling offense, regardless of adding Sam Hartman from what we've seen so far, they probably are going to want to run the ball, and they're good at running the ball. So is Southern Cal, though. Like Southern Cal has been able to run the ball on everyone so far. Now, this is by far the best defense that they've played so far. So are they going to be – well, can they struggle running the ball? Maybe. You also look at historically, Southern. this is a rivalry game. Southern Cal hasn't won in South Bend since 2011, right? I think it's like five in a row now. Wow. So, and I, again, I, I I know that's not everything. Wow, really the same USC team last Agreed. couple of years. Agreed. Not, not the same years. Notre Dame game either, team either. And so – Wait, 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 wait. Brian Kelly had them winning 10 games a season, double digits for that's true. seven years it, in a You're row. right. The difference is much USC better in, in Southern Cal's last favor. Year. Yes, yeah. that's true. But again, like I'm just saying, when it comes to like historical stuff in rivalry games, it's a note, right? It's something to note. Oh, no, for sure. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I still ultimately like, I, I think that if this is a close game and it's down to, you know, which team is going to make a play to win the game or, or, or drive their, their team down the field to kick a late field goal to win. Like I'm putting my faith in in Caleb Williams because I feel like this dude can do that, and so uh, I'll, I'll take USC plus two and a half. If it goes up to three, I like it even more. Uh, Lincoln Riley against Marcus Freeman and Ski Ball. Who you take? Ski Ball. Yeah. Ski Ball. Good old fashioned game Lincoln of Ski Riley Ball. for sure. Yeah. Ski Ball. I, I, I'll take Freeman. Yeah, I think Marcus Freeman might have some advantage yeah. there. Like if this really, I'm, I definitely think Lincoln Riley's got Did the, I surprise co- you with the, the, the ball? coaching advantage. But uh, I mean, Link or Marcus Freeman looks like a dude that could like whoop your ass in a lot of games. Yeah, he's I an think athletic, Marcus, yeah. Like a good bar game guy. Yes, yeah. yeah, like he'd be good I've at darts. That. He could smoke you in a one on one basketball game. Yep. Did you like the ski ball like though? The ski ball. I wanted I've never to go. Been a big ski ball guy. You know, I haven't either. It's a it, really hard game. It aggravates Pop shot's me. where it's at. Obviously, pop shot way better. I oh, always yeah. go for the because th- the ski ball you get the hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. 
or the thousand in the top corner, I always go for the thousand. Yeah, but you never get it. That's the worst part. Uh, like it's, I get it, you know or you I mean? get it once and it entices you more. Right. Like a slot machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, okay, so, right. so Southern Cal. Next up, Miami at North Carolina. Got a pick here. Currently, the Tar Heels four-point home favorites. We saw what happened in Miami, right? The They didn't kneel. They, they lose the ball. They fumble, and Georgia Tech gets the win. This, awesome jerseys, though. Yeah, very cool jerseys. Uh, the lit, black jerseys. Lit. Fire. Gas. 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 Jerseys. Yeah. Oh. But by they the way, weren't mid. If you want, they definitely <laughs> weren't mid. But if you want to talk about a team that <laughs> only has gas jerseys, it's North Carolina. North Carolina's got like some of the best jersey options: road, yeah. home, away, yeah. all of it. Right. Um. Anyway, I I wonder about this because I think that the the betting public will look at Miami and say, look at how bad Mario Cristobal was in this moment. Um, they, they lost to Georgia Tech. He sucks, and they're going to want to slam bet North Carolina in this spot. Now, that might not be wrong because the truth is that Miami was favored by like 19 points against Georgia Tech. So even if they don't win that game, to me it wasn't a very strong performance. You look, I mean, they turned the ball over like, what, five times in that game against Georgia Tech? Like, um, Tyler Van Dyke looked really bad. Um, and he looked so good all year. This is more like the Tower Van Dyke of last year. And so I feel like Georgia um, Tech and Miami always play those games, though, where, where Miami underachieves. Georgia Tech just plays, you know, true. flawless football. They force turnovers, no penalties. It is a matchup ball. It's, it, where, like, always, Miami yeah. plays down, Georgia Tech plays up, right? Because they mm-hmm. get up for that game. Miami's never excited to play Georgia Tech. No. Like, let's be honest. That's why they would have lost that game in El Paso, just like I said years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, look, I I feel uh, like God. North Carolina just is the better team here. And although what I will say about this too is that I think that Miami's defensive front is not maybe getting enough publicity. Like they have a pretty solid defensive front, and I think it might be the best defense that North Carolina has played so far. Like you look at their schedule, and yeah, we know about Drake May. They get uh, um, what's the wide receiver's name who finally the NCAA came through and stopped being pieces of shit and ruled them eligible. Oh yeah, I'll find it. Um, yeah. Tay or Zay? Tez Walker. Tez Walker. Thank you. I knew it was like a short Montez Walker or something like that, but he goes by Tez. Like he's ooh, ooh the Tasmanian Devil. I oh, love it. Yes. Love it. TM. He, TM. And he is that. He's fast as hell. He tears up defenses. Um, I think that that like he's not like people have talked about him like he's like the like the best wide receiver in the country. He's not that. But by the way, adding him to their offense, I think does add a new wrinkle. And so and, and Drake May is like he's an elite quarterback and he's not just throwing the ball deep like he's doing a lot of good stuff. I think this North Carolina offense is legit. I just think that Miami's defense might be kind of legit too. Now, again, I don't love the spot for Miami because I feel like that loss is one where it could derail the season. It could derail the players in the locker room having confidence in the coaching staff. Um, Again, I feel like I'm taking a lot of public chalk here. I'm going to take North Carolina, but it's a, it's one I'm really scared to make. Yeah, North Carolina is uh, one of my best bets of the week. It is my set, what second, third bet I'm giving out? Anyway, North Carolina second. is a bet we're giving out. Um, this is one of my bigger power rating plays. I think I'm going to get all year. I've got UNC four and a half points better on a neutral. I mean, this is a big disparity that, again, pretty rare in the season. So not only that, but I think this is a big letdown spot for Miami. We'll kind of mention the spot here. I think this is a horrible spot for Miami. Now, the loss last week, I know a lot of people are going to be saying what they say. I don't think it matters what happened the first 58 minutes. All that matters is they lost and how they lost. And this team, I do not trust to respond. Now, there's the first thing of like Miami as a team, right? Have we in the last 10, 15 years 
trusted the Miami Hurricanes to be a team we can count on responding? Like, generally, no. They haven't no. won last one for these. No. Okay. Mario Cristobal, as their coach, not any better. So, the program, one thing. We can turn that aside. Okay, the program's one thing. Mario Cristobal, in his career, this is crazy. 39% against the spread straight up after a loss. Mm. And that is with a good sample size. There's like a 60 to 70 game sample size. Right. 39% after a loss straight up in his career. Uh, at Miami, he's 1 in 5 against the spread after a straight up loss. Mm. Like, did you guys even realize that Mario Cristobal is 58 and 74 against the spread in his career in the first place? Like, this yeah, is he also l- wasted Justin Herbert like nobody could it's in the crazy. whole world. This he looked so average coaches. at Oregon. So I think overall, this is an overrated coach, overrated team. On top of that, this UNC defense, once kind of laughed at, is making real progress. They've improved like 7 to 10 spots FEI every week the last month. And I'm really impressed with this team. Drake May is, you know, a lot of people think he's not actually not playing as good as he could be playing. Well, you know, eight touchdowns, four picks. But he still has a 72% completion percentage, over 1,600 yards, and you know I think he's still very valuable. As a matter of fact, Pro Football Focus has him as the second most valuable quarterback in the NCAA behind uh, Caleb Williams. So hmm. UNC right now, ninth best offense, FEI, and as I said, I think the team is coming together. So we'll take, uh, yeah, UNC minus 3.5 as uh, one of the best bets. Okay, love it. Uh, I'll jump on. Uh, although, isn't it four, right? Let's look again. I want to see what the consensus number yeah, is. I'll find that, but also I want to give my picks out one more time. So it, it's it's North Carolina, and then I gave out uh, South Carolina, obviously. Right. And then... Do you have... We have one more oh, game. No, we're giving out USC. I'm giving that out, too. So three for me. Okay, so, so three for Tyler. And then do you have anything for... Because we had one more game here on the list. UCLA-Oregon State. UCLA-Oregon State. I, dude, dude, this is going to be a really interesting matchup. So... I've got Oregon State a point better, and they're at home minus three and a half, pretty similar to the line. But I was impressed handicapping this game, looking at UCLA's defense. Yeah, big That's time. That's not like they a spot really that I good yeah, last week. They're you know in the FEI total all year, whole season. They're 13th in the FEI defense. Wow. That's not what I thought they'd be, or that's not how I thought they'd no, be winning this year if I they did either. Uh, they're second in the country in yards allowed per rush. <laughs> wow. It's crazy, I know. And uh, They're 25th in passing yards allowed per game. So think about that. Second in the country in yards allowed per rush and 25th in the country passing yards allowed per game. Very impressive defense. We saw what they did to Cam Ward last week. And here's the thing. Cam Ward, Washington State, they look very similar to Oregon State and the Beavers. Very similar offense. Last week... We did see that bump offensively, too, from uh, UCLA. Dante Moore threw for, I think, almost 300. And Carson Steele had almost 150 on the ground. So the offense is picking up, getting better. Week by week, you can see UCLA taking that step, taking that step, taking that step. Um, But Oregon State is overall, I think, more, more, like, they're better than advertised before the season on, on offense. 10th overall FEI. DJ Uyunglele is nice. settling in. Thank you. Last two games. You separate the last four games and two games and two games, okay? Last two games, six touchdowns, one pick. Two games before that, two touchdowns, three picks. He's learning. He's getting better, cleaning things up. Also, his QBR has gotten better every game this year after UC Davis where it was, you know, video game stuff. But when it comes down to it, I think going on the road in this conference is proving to be tougher than we thought this year. So everything together, 
Um, I will lean Oregon State at home minus uh, three and a half. Mm. But the volatility of this matchup is what keeps me away. Right? I could see. What did we talk about earlier? The 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 it was the the blowout potential in one of the games. Either way, same thing here. I could see either team blowing each. I could literally see Oregon State winning 41-20. Right. And I could see UCLA winning 41-20. But you know what? It's funny. Mm. You say that out loud, and I actually don't think so. I don't see that. I could see more times happening Oregon Oregon State winning 41-20 than UCLA. I think if UCLA wins, it it is more, you know, closer. Still only second true road game for Dante Moore. And his first one at at Utah wasn't great, by the way. I agree. Yeah, exactly. uh, exactly. He's still a freshman, and yeah, he's looked very good. Like, he's the the kid has poise. He's very calm. He never looks panicked. Which is really impressive. Like he, that kid's gonna be a star. Like he's only a freshman. Give him some time, but um, it, it's a tough spot to go. You know, at Utah, which is your second, or at, at at Utah, your first road game at Oregon State, your second road game. Yeah. Um, like the one thing that people don't don't talk about too when they talk about a team like playing Oregon State on the road is it's kind of a nightmare to travel there. It's not like near a big city. It's 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 a rough travel day to get to. Uh, to um yeah, Corvallis yeah. like it, it's kind of out of the way so I, I like uh, Oregon State at home minus three but definitely scary I'll give you up my nights to the you square hear parlay. A science joke yes Corvallis more like Mantle Vallis <laughs> yeah that's that's a geologist joke <laughs> yeah. that's for the geologists <laughs> out there for the, for the um players. all right here's my nights to the square table parlay Ooh, I know Smitty's been yes. working on one over there yes. too so Smitty's are usually all pretty right, fire too right. North Carolina minus four Tennessee minus three. The next two are off the board. Maryland minus 14 at home. Bounce back game against Illinois after that loss to Ohio State. And then BYU plus six at TCU. Uh, BYU just so much more of a tough team. They're playing everybody close. So uh, that's my night to the square uh, parlay. Uh, what do you got, Smitty? Um, I'm going uh, Mizzou plus two and a half uh, at Kentucky. I think Mizzou's a very good team. Uh, played LSU strong. They were at home last week, but mm-hmm. I think Mizzou's a good and team. And Kentucky, they're coming off a rivalry, and then at Georgia, kind of, kind of a, one of those letdown spots, right? Beat up a little bit one last those spots. Week. Yeah, like you're talking about. Crusher. Um, a game that we didn't talk about, but interesting, especially for us being in Colorado, Wyoming uh, plus ten and a half at Air Force. Mm. Wyoming's five and one. Air Force is five and zero. Oh. You're fading the zoom. Air Force coming off a bye. Mm, okay, well, pay attention to that then. Uh, I'm still going Wyoming. Sorry, <laughs> Zoom has been pretty going, good. I'm still okay. going Wyoming on How many that points one, are they getting? Ten and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Uh, going Iowa plus ten at Wisconsin. Um, and then... Uh, Iowa, is Caden McNamara still out? Oh, he's done for the season. Really, oh, really season. Really sad story, okay. actually, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go with uh, Purdue at home against Ohio State plus 19, Purdue. Ooh, I mean, this it, by the way... This, if there ever is a spoiler maker card to play for for Purdue for the Boilermakers, they love taking down top five teams at home. The last time they did it was Ohio State. By the way, they beat them like fifty five to ten. I don't know if they have the capability to win this game, but I like that plus nineteen. I mean, this is a true spoiler maker moment. Yeah, Ryan, sorry to have another downside for one of your picks here, but it's okay. <laughs> Ryan Walters, one of my biggest disappointments this year in any coaching against the spread. I think he's detrimental. He's making bad decisions on and off the field. I think he's too young. And actually, he was rumored to have come to Colorado. I am so glad 
that didn't happen for Purdue. So, yeah, that stat that you said, Purdue's the upset maker. Book it. Purdue plus 19. (laughs) (laughs) I like the spoiler makers in that spot. This is where they shine. You know what? I don't don't have either way, so let's go Purdue. Stick around for uh, our extracurriculars. We got some fun games coming up we talked about. You're going to hear the animal noise one, which is really horrific. So, um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Okay, before we we break out, I forgot. We're back. Before we break out. We wanted to go back and see if we didn't have a bet board Bonus game, content. If we, if we could go back and make the uh, South Carolina-Florida matchup a, a bet board. I'm not. I don't want to use my half point here. Okay. So I'm going to stick it two. But yes, I like Florida plus two here. Um, I think they get the win outright. So we have a bet board game. Hit the button. He's, uh, he's on it today with the button. So yes, perfect. We have a bet board game. We're Amps tied, by the way. So this is a big one to only have one because, again, one of us is going to be leading this week. So I guess there could be a push potentially. So that would be a bummer. So let's hope we don't get that. So I'm going to get the win. But uh, okay. And now to the extracurriculars. <laughs> I okay. Can't, I can't lie. <laughs> Another Tom Cruise movie. How about that? I love Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Save you with, with your witchcraft. Okay, should we start the show? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's fun start stuff. it. Well, fun stuff, but I have something. I was in the store today. Uh, my mom is under the weather, unfortunately. She got the she, she got the, the cove. Yeah. So out. I was getting a couple things, running over. I was getting some ice cream, right? Looking for some cookie dough ice cream. Dude. Oh, love it. Okay. You go, you go Ben and Jerry's or what? Well, here's the thing. No one has cookie dough ice cream. It, it, it's so hard to find. I looked every flavor... Or every brand, everything, even like the non-dairy ones, I couldn't oh, find cookie dough. Now, that. I ended up finding one. It was, uh, I had to get a bigger size because I was looking, well, caveat. It was I was looking big at plastic the, tubs. Did you I was looking at the, the handle? No, 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 the big plastic tub. <laughs> but I was looking at the, like, the individual sizes. Yeah, so yeah. once you knock it up a notch, you know, and go at the, whatever, like the pint mm-hmm. or the. No, the gallon. The gallon. Yeah. You kick it up like emerald. Yeah, kick it up like. <laughs> Bang. Like, kick uh, it up like a. Bam. Then you can find the cookie dough. But either way, I got dryers, I think, cookie dough. Okay. But yeah, cookie dough doesn't exist anymore, and I don't know if it's the times. Maybe it's... Isn't technically cookie dough, like, uncooked dough, like, technically you can get sick I from it? Don't they, they always make put it that... Edible so maybe that... Uh, but in, in the ice cream, yeah, I guess I would assume yeah. that. But 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 now yeah, they, they have... They don't put egg in it. No, but now every, mm. it's all like a... It's gotten complex. So now it's cookie dough with peanut butter cookie pieces right. and chocolate fudge. Right. Or it's cookie mm. dough with all this other added shit and it's like I don't mind that as an option but they're weeding it's out the natural or they're weeding out the old schools sure. for all it's this the TikTok generation that's there's not even ice any ice cream in the ice cream anymore <laughs> half of it is the, I was looking uh, uh, Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel have or is it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon I think it's Jimmy Fallon they have their own ice creams have you seen ben this and Jerry oh, flavors yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like they have 95 ingredients shoved in there I'm like there's no room the Colbert for the one's ice pretty cream. good though the Americone dream I actually it's, like that it's one pretty good. Yeah, there's not because why what, what's the main reason there's a lot of ice cream right. and a few ingredients here there to make it nice so right. that's my thing I'm pissed about that ratio is important ratio hashtag ratio I know the kids say that these days um, yeah, they do you know what I heard the kids are saying these days too mm. bussin fax no printer and I thought it was a joke, like for when something is true. Right. Instead, of, it's Big progressed facts. because it used to be facts, right? Yep. This happened to me when I, uh, several years ago, when I got into sports betting before I knew I could actually make a living, I got a job at a restaurant mm-hmm. and it was a lot of younger people who worked there. And the first time I ever heard that was there. He Big goes, facts. oh, bro, that's so facts. I was like, that, what? That is so facts? He's yep. like, yeah. And so... I mean, it does sound cooler than saying that is so factually accurate. No okay, cap. but what about that's that's true? <laughs> like, whatever happened to that? Like, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so facts, bro. But now it's 
that's so fax no printer because mm-hmm. <laughs> like fax so it's oh, pre- sure. so from facts to facts oh we get it and then facts no printer well, i'm just <laughs> i had to go through the evolution myself you know but uh like like darwin's three steps to evolution for that so i did yeah that. so facts no printer we can say that now for yeah are you oh, a buffs fan Pfft, dude facts no printer dude yeah, I don't know that it would apply to. Uh, are you a Buffs fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. If here, you're someone said like you're a Bro, big Buffs fan, then you say facts, no printer. You have to give me some credit for trying. Like, it's true. Look, I used to. Effort. Yeah, I used to completely shun this, but I want to go from one food topic, the cookie dough, to another DoorDash. Mm. We've all talked about DoorDash. We've had some horror stories. Yes. Um, I found some great Reddit. Uh, what do you call them? Like uh, communities or mm-hmm. uh, like a subreddit. Yeah, where it's specific uh, specific topics. So this one is Uber Eats, and then there's another one, DoorDash, just like this, and it's where people report stuff. Uh, oh so God, so a lot of it, see that shit. A lot of it is like <laughs> screenshots of messages between them and the dashers. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'll share a couple. This this is R slash Uber Eats. This one just says, "I've arrived. Sorry, the police arrested me." And enjoy your meal. <laughs> and three separate things. And so they they uh, sent that. This one. This person said. Oh, this one's sad. Hey, just lost my mom. Can you give an extra tip to get on the highway? What? I guess it was like uh, to pay. Like a toll road? Yeah. I just lost my mom? Yeah. I mean, that's very sad, of course. No, I know. But also but... a strange thing to say to uh Okay, so this one's great. This one, they must uh, go to a lot of church and, and have seen a sign in the window or something. So this person said, I saw your sign, and I wanted to say I used to be that way, too. I truly thought it was a load of crap. I grew up in the church till about age 11. I thought I knew everything, and I couldn't be convinced otherwise. I was also a witch. I still loved everyone, so go figure it was somewhere somewhere good. Was but something witch. had to happen. <laughs> to summarize, I started realizing God's voice, which I thought was my own higher self. But some crazy stuff happened, and now I'm just grateful to know the truth, and that he never left. And they go, and they go, please don't ever do that again. Deliver my food, and please leave LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> That was a dash who said that. Uh, oh, and this one's great. This is the kind of dasher you do want. These are rare uh, good stories that we have to celebrate these sure. two, okay? Yep. This person says, hey, this is your dasher. When are you planning on using the avocados? And the person says, not until Tuesday. Why? And they send a picture of two, and they go, these will be perfect in two days. Oh, and see, that's next level. <laughs> yeah. That person gets a good tip. Oh, yeah, for sure, for yep. sure. Okay, uh, this one is great. Uh, just a couple more here, but this one, again, screenshot of back and forth. Dasher, hey, this is your, is your door dasher. Why did you report the food missing? I dropped it off. Uh, customer, hi, DoorDash. Uh, excuse me, hi, DoorDash said there was a picture and there was no picture. All I know is the food was not at my door. Dasher, it's downstairs because I didn't want to climb the stairs to get to your apartment. You'd know that if you actually looked for it instead of complaining to DoorDash. I'm getting fired because of you. Customer, I didn't want I didn't want you to get fired. I just wanted my food. And then uh, Dasher, you'd better pay me lost wages or I'm suing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Okay. And then last one, kind of <laughs> pathetic. This is this is a person who thinks they're doing something, like getting away with something, but it's just as pathetic as some of the others. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dasher, good good evening, Laura. I'm at Wawa picking up your order. Checking your bag. They forgot your cookies and cream milkshake. No worries. I just told them. They're making it now for you. Customer, thank you. Dasher. Okay, got everything now. My pleasure. Customer, please put in straws. <laughs> uh, Dasher, taken care of already. Any additional tip is greatly appreciated. I'm only $7 away from making $100 today. I've never made that much before. Uh, okay, or day class A? No, very day class A, day and, class and a. no doubt a lie. They're yeah. like, they could be saying that to everyone to get an extra $7. Right. 
This like, one, uh, t- this one, uh, I, I said last one, I lied. This one's along the same veins. This one says, hi, I'm on my way with your order. Sorry to bother you. It's kind of embarrassing, but if you have any spare change to help feed my son and I today, that'd be greatly appreciated. We're kind of sleeping in our car right now, so anything helps. Yeah, I mean, that's very sad. I hope that that's not true. And I, hope I that's, do too, um, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are they working from home technically at that point? If they, <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a bad joke. No, okay, okay, um... Okay, this is the last one because this one's <laughs> this one is very very funny. So good funny dasher here. Right? This is a good dasher. So at the customary uh, entrance text. Hi, this is DoorDash connecting you to your dasher for updates about your order. And then the next uh, message says, "Who's a hungry boy?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, we'll end on that one. So one time I had a bad Uber Eats. Um, I've never been a fan of any of these, by the way, because I feel like they're, DoorDash, o- Uber Eats. they're overpriced. Yeah, they take yeah, forever. Yeah. Your food's cold by the time you get it. But one time I was taking a work trip. I was in Indianapolis. Uh, this was the trip after I came back and told you guys how ugly uh, Lucas Field Oil Stadium is from or Lucas Oil Stadium is from the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. So after this like work event, I was in my hotel, my hotel room. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a car and I was like, all right, whatever. Like. This is a rare situation where I was like, I will get, I'll like have Uber Eats deliver something, right? Okay. And I looked and saw what was around. There was like sh- uh, Shake Shack, or not Shake Shack. Yeah, Shake Shack. And I was like, cool, I'll get Shake Shack. And so like even this applies to not just Uber Eats, but like the Uber app in general. It's kind of a like, um, there's a lot of like lag in the app, right? From like when you call your car, your ride or whatever, right. and it's like loading and it tells you that it's coming or whatever. But in this case with Uber Eats, well, I place the order and uh, and I, and everything, it's like place order and then it's like the screen just goes away. And then like there's an option to, I thought at this point something was glitching, right? Like, because then I go to my orders and there's nothing there. Like, and this is all happening pretty quickly, right? Like I place the order and then I go to my orders there's nothing happening. And so I exit out of it and I'm like, and so I wait a couple minutes. It's like, maybe it's like a, a, a laggy thing. So again, I still look, there's not showing anything under my orders and I'm hungry at this point. So I was like, all right, well, I got to clearly something wrong happened. I got to redo this. So I go through the whole process, order it again. It's, it's a ton of food, right? It's like a milkshake, French fries, a burger, and I think a chicken sandwich really too. treated himself. Yep. And so, um, I placed the order again and uh, and again, like it doesn't instantly show up in my orders, but then I, I click on my orders and it's there. And I was like, great. Uh oh. And then um, and then like a couple minutes later, like you know, I was messing around with something, and I look on my phone, and now I have two of them. It logged <laughs> oh, them both. No. And so then I go to cancel the first one, and they're like, too late. The driver already has the food, you know. So like they've already made it. So now at this point, I probably have two Uber Eats drivers in the same drive-through, right? Like getting my food or whatever. They're both on the way to the hotel. So then I'm like calling, uh, or I'm messaging the driver, and I'm like, "Hey, I tried to cancel this order, blah blah." They're like, "Oh, like you know, whatever." And so then at one point, even I get the food. The second car is like now like five or ten minutes behind the first one, and the second driver, uh, like before they even arrive, I message them. I'm like, "Hey, listen." I tried to cancel my first order. It was a duplicate issue. You can just give the food to anyone or have it yourself or whatever. I don't care. Like, uh, but I don't need it. And then they were like arguing with me. They're like, no, I'm outside. Come get it. And I was like, I don't need, I'm not coming down to get the food. I don't want it. So I hope they gave it away. Or I was like, you can have it. Like have my food. Yeah. And then I tried to call Uber support and I even got someone on the phone 
and they were like yeah tough titties like uh you're paying for both so <laughs> that was my horror story no is that way. i got t- double charged just because the, the app was so laggy that apparently what you have to do is just place the order and then have faith that at some point it'll show up in your active See, orders. stuff like that's very frustrating. Yep. You know, so I'm out on all that shit. No, I've been out for a while. And and you, when you put a team on your will not bet list, yes, they're out. They're dead to you. At least. But, for oh, a it's couple the dead weeks. to me list. It is the dead to me list. So uh, <laughs> these are all dead to you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're okay. De- definitely dead to me. Uh, I mean, I've told you about my horror story on the show before. It was where we had already had some bad experiences, right? And it's so goddamn expensive, like Will said, to get DoorDash. But we decided one night we wanted some pizza, and uh, the dasher left it out back in the snow. Right. And, and, and if you've ever been to my place, it's very obvious. It's almost painfully obvious where the front door is and where the back door is, right? Mm. And you have to go through the alley and go up to like this narrow pathway to get to my back gate. It, you know, and so they did that and left the pizza. Didn't let us know either. Yep. Like, didn't send the, you know how they usually send the picture? Yeah, sure. Didn't send a picture sitting in the snow on the ground. And that was my, you're dead to be moment. Yep. Yeah. Totally Haven't done it since. Haven't done it since. I've never had any bad experiences with like dashers themselves or anything like that. But I did have one time. It you was, clearly haven't ordered enough because it's a numbers No, game. yeah. I don't usually do it, but... Uh, it was me and four other people ordered like from this Mexican restaurant. It's really good. Um, and Taco uh, Bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, so the food finally gets there and the, uh, the door dasher just, he goes to get the bag out of his back seat and something must have spilled and it soaked through the bag. Oh, no. And he pulled it up and just food went all oh, over his backseat. Oh, no. So I felt so bad for him and then it took like another hour and a half to for get food more. to get. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. It was wow. bad. I felt so bad for this guy. Yeah, it's tough. You just saw there. like all the life leave his face as soon as all that food fell out of the bottom of the bag. That is a tough one. That's <laughs> really bad. Uh, Tyler, we got a game, right? We have a few we games. We got a game. We got a game. Uh, yes, we have a few. Uh, animals or Us is the first game. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. Is before the show, you were like, I have a game. I think I told you about this. This doesn't sound familiar at all. Animals you would have remembered us. Animals Are Us. Uh, yeah, so actually. Is uh, it Or Us or Are Us? Animals or Us? No, it's oh, or uh, us. Animals or Us. Okay, so here's uh, how it works. Okay, so uh, it's there are sound clips that go with this game. So it's easy. We play a sound clip. You tell me, is it an animal or is this us? Are these humans imitating animal sounds or is this more like no. when an I say awkward us, sound? I don't mean like general human beings. I mean you, me, and Ryan. <laughs> these are clips from our shows. Oh, no. But what we've done is oh, I've, I have clipped very... You have to make the sound bites... You can't play a five-second sure, sound bite. No, they gotta You've got to take little short clips. So is this short clip <laughs> oh, a clip God. of an animal or us? This is going to be embarrassing. Okay. All right. Um, since this is me, Ryan's controlling the sound. It's plugged into my laptop. So, Ryan, let's hope we get everything right here. All right. Sound number one. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of animal that would be. Like, I, and I will say this is one of the more ambiguous ones. I actually wasn't going to play this one, but it came up as sound. That's got to be so. us. I think it's an animal. I think it's like a snake. Okay, uh, that is us. And I actually have the full sound clip, so you can hear. That is Will, and here's the full <laughs> sound clip. Runners like the mafia did back in the seventies. <laughs> like, like he has some sixteen-year-old kid sprint inside the stadium. All right, tell tell Sarkeesian this. On the sprint. Okay, next. <laughs> this is horrible. This is so embarrassing. 
<laughs> oh, that's, that's a human. That sounds that sounds like me I again. Think that's <laughs> real. Are we sure? That or it's like you know when they have those those ghost hunter shows and they interpret that sound as someone being like, "Save me!" It's 2054 and we that still have the you. gas. Yes. I don't know. It was weird. Um, uh, and then there or was that you in the background. That was you. Yes. Yeah, listen. Yeah, once again, that was me in the background. It's 2054 and we still have the gap. I don't know. It was weird. Um, uh, and then there were some things that just happened. All right. So uh, let's go to next one, number three. How do you think, Smitty? I'm going animal. I don't know what it is. It sounds human like though. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go human. I think it's Smitty. That was a goat. <laughs> Matt are the a... animal sounds clipped too? Uh yes. Oh okay. yes, they are, yes. Alright, next sound. Uh, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, that's a human. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound when what team it Sounds scores like against. We have. Have. Yes, we do. Oh, oh yes. I know. Let's <laughs> listen to you. Let's yeah, This oh is Will. <laughs> We've got a bet. Yes, we oh, do. Oh, yes. I know. All right. Next sound. <laughs> I don't know what animal this would be. Um, I think it's an animal, though. Yeah, animal. That was Ryan laughing. Okay. No, no, I, I, I'm not going right, to. But I will admit, I will admit, I cheated in a way. This was the only one I doctored. This is the only one I doctored. Here's the original undoctored laugh. Okay, hang on. This is the undoctored. Okay, so that's the undoctored. Okay. That's Ryan laughing. And here's the full. Here's where it's from. Use it as, as an excuse. That's right. You know what? To we're, get not women kink, to pee we're not kink shaming. If that's what you're into, then by all means. Shout out. Shout out. Okay. Next one. We say some wild shit. I don't even remember that. Mm, see. Something tells me that this is another doctored one, or you only had one doctored. It's. I mean, only it, it should doctored. just be an owl, but it's too obvious, so I think it's one of us. Animal. It's a pigeon. Oh, a pigeon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, next. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> I'm trying to think about when that could have been any of us, <laughs> but I don't know what, unless that's like a goat that's screaming or something. I'm going to go animal. Yeah, animal. Yeah, that's a goat. <laughs> Will, nice. Will, Will knows his, I got an ear uh, for a goat. Will knows his screaming goats. <laughs> yep. All right, next. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like me. Uh. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh. Oh, sure. <laughs> I think I hate more than anything hearing third of a second clips of me. <laughs> All of these, this <laughs> laughing thing could be a whole other animal talk know, track right now. I know it could be. Do it again. <laughs> okay. Uh. 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 Smitty's going to fucking keel over and die. <laughs> <laughs> 
Will, you were, is it, uh, you were an animal. That's me. Ryan, us or an animal? I think that's us. Ah, that is us. Here's the clip. <laughs> Wait, what? Fastest time to eat a banana without using your hands. All right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just me laughing. <laughs> That's me. That was you. That's from the same <laughs> clip we just played. <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> that's a chicken. <laughs> no, I think that's me again. They're oddly similar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's where I got this from. It's me. I think that's me again. Uh, that is well. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Golden Corral <laughs> Castle. <laughs> now it's a buffet. Corral Castle. All right, uh, uh, one more here. <laughs> I mean, if that's not an animal, I'm gonna, I'm fucking leaving. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan can't even speak right now. It's... Ryan loves the new game. He loves Animal or Us. <laughs> uh, is that the? <laughs> you just sound like a chicken. <laughs> that uh, better be an animal. <laughs> That is a chicken. But I mean, come on. That sounds very close to, uh, yeah. to this. It <laughs> sounds very similar. Okay. Before we play the over-under game, should we talk uh, about Fiverr? Yeah. Let's talk about Fiverr. Fiverr.com. If you own a business, know anyone who owns a business, want to make the most of your dollars, consider freelance work. Freelance work, they get the job done. Professional work from professionals. You just don't have to go through a company, pay all kinds of overhead. So choose Fiverr.com, freelancing, it's worth it. Here at Woos Media, we've used them from everything from graphic design to a website building. So find a pro, spend less on great work today with freelancers at Fiverr.com. Click the link in the show notes for a discount on your first freelance experience. All right, uh, over under game. Okay. Okay, should we get to it? You guys know the, the uh, drill. Well, do we go that you can't go over? Do we go? Oh, what, so what is, is it called? This is the rating game, basically. I don't care. I'm okay if you guys over go uh, over and uh, we've yeah, always go over. we've always done prices right. So style, let's do price. Right? Let's do that. Let's do prices right style. You can't go over. What are we rating though? Or what's the, the what level. are we guessing? Huh. Random stuff. Okay. Non football random stuff. Well, there may be a football one in here. Okay. But, but like, is it are these like ratings or what are we get? Or I guess I'll, whatever. Go ahead and hit me with it. I'll, I'll hit you with. I'll yeah. hit you. Hit can't me go with over you though. Bet. Okay. Bones in the human body over under. Ooh. Over under is. I think Smitty's gotten an, an advantage even here. Two hundred resident scientist. I'm gonna try to hit it on the head. Two thirty six. Okay. Oh boy. Um, I feel like it's. I'm gonna go like a hundred and eighty two. Will wins because he didn't go over two oh six. Oh. So two oh six. Will is the winner of that. All right. How many trees in Texas? How many trees are in Texas? This has got to be a huge And a little number. hint. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was. I was right. like, oh. I'm going to say it's like a billion. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I have no scope of how many trees are in Texas. Uh, no, this is the total guess of jelly beans. No, this is way harder than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't even see. Yeah. I'm going to go 100 million. Uh, fifteen point six billion. Wow! Damn. So Ryan wins that one. That's we fucking are, crazy. Wow. Uh, one one. Okay. Uh, how many McDonald's in the United States? Ooh. Okay. McDonald's in the USA. God, this will make you depressed to be an American. 
forty million. Oh no, it's definitely not that high. Hey, it's- and by the way, listeners who are mad at me for just saying that, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm not. Um, so it's not that high. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely not that high. It's not like. For- Wait, but- what'd you say, Ryan? What did I say? Forty million. Forty million. It's definitely. It's not even that, close that, to a million. That's high. That's like super high. Really? Uh, I'm gonna guess it is. Not as many trees in Texas. Ten thousand. <laughs> That's close. Thirteen thousand five twenty seven. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Thirteen five twenty seven. He still went under. I right, will is That's up two one. It's all right. Hey, you you may have gotten killed in the game. It's still two one. But even still, maybe like, I was thinking worldwide. Yeah, There's yeah. still not even ten thousand across many. fifty states is a shit ton. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, over under. We got three left. Will's up two one. National titles for Illinois football. This goes all the way back. Um, National titles for the Fighting Illini football team. I'm going one. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you can't go under me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could go zero. No, they definitely have at least one. I'll go four. Ryan wins at five. Wow. Oh, nice. I'll read the years. 1914. Shout out the Illini. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1914, 1919, 1923, mm. 1927, good years. 1951. And honestly, when you think about that, that's like an impressive run for that gap. Think about if sure. they did that here. 14, 19, 23, 27. That's a nice ah. little run for... Sure. Uh, you remember those days, right? I think I saw a couple of those games on ESPN, too. Um, <laughs> okay, next. Uh, it's 2-2. Nick Cannon's kids. Oh, How many yeah. kids does He's Nick Cannon have? 11. No, I yeah. think it's like 17. Uh, Ryan, he's got 12. Ooh, nice. Bangers. 12 children, yes. All right, uh, last. Well, maybe, unless there's a tie, they'll have to come up with one on the fly. Google searches in the world every minute. Every minute. I'll say every minute, <clears throat> half a million. Uh, 400,000. Will wins it. 2.4 million. Wow. Yeah, okay, so we have to do That's this. A lot All right, of so. Searches. In, oh, no, let's do that. This is the tiebreaker. Is that what we're doing right now? What's your last you're, Google search? Coming up with one on the fly? Let me look. <laughs> it won't be anything bad, I promise. But I will tell you, and, and this will be 100% honest. Honest answer. My last Google search was fluid hips. Oh <laughs> no, but it will be um, uh, weird. I'll I'll admit that. Um, it's for coal tar shampoo. So <laughs> I, I funny story. Wash your hair with dirt. Will no, I have a uh, I have a really bad dandruff issue. It's actually called like scalp psoriasis, uh-huh. and there's only one shampoo that has ever worked. Like Head and Shoulders, all that shit does nothing. Right, never has worked for me. And I had one shampoo for years. That I just swore by, and they just discontinued it. So I've been trying to find a substitute brand. I'm having major mm. flake issues right now. I'm going, oh, no. going through a really hard time. Yes, thank you all for your support. He's like yeah. a good croissant for you. <laughs> right, uh, last one for the tiebreaker. How many people in Alaska, hmm. according to the 2021 census? You're going to have to go first, Mitty. 350,000. No, I bet it's over a million. I'm going to go a million. Really? 1.1 million. 732,000. Ryan wins it with the Wowzers. All right, last game. We got one more game before we uh, get out of here today. All right, let's go. Uh, Real or fake? We love real or fake. We sure do. And I'm bringing back a recent one we've done. 
headlines. Mm. Is this a real headline or is it a fake headline? Uh, we'll keep score here too. Ryan's up on the games one nil. Oh, we don't want to say one, one nil. nil. Yeah, one nil. One nil. Batman leg. All right. Um, emotional support alligator barred from attending baseball game. True. Yeah, that just happened. But it didn't like Philly or something. It was the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. Emotional support alligator. <laughs> Shout out. These are all within all all these real ones are within like a week or so. Oh wow. Yeah, that is real. Okay. Uh, next here. I'm the testicle king. I feed my one-year-old son raw testicles, and he loves it. <laughs> Does it seem like just two different statements entirely to have in one, also have in the, one headline. The calmness on Walgie's face when he said that was really disturbing. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing to, to, be like, to be like, yeah, I feed my, ton, or feed my son this, I'm but I'm, I'm just also the testicle king. I'm going to go real as well. That is real. It says here from the article, a human caveman who ate raw testicles is getting roasted after revealing he feeds his one-year-old son the same. However, he defends his ta- his uh, tot's taste, claiming it was a way to diversify his diet, and that's his favorite food. Quote, I think babies now have a, ha- uh, have a natural sense of knowing what's good food and what's not good food. The Pennsylvania native, who now lives in Bali, Indonesia with his wife, first adopted the new raw meat diet several years ago after de- uh, developing stomach issues. Fast forward several years later, and Lon became a social media sensation for his feats of al dente eating, including a 100-day raw beef binge and eating raw organs from liver Tartar. to the genitals. So. I like how was, uh, they pre- prefaced it as a human caveman, as opposed to what? A, right. uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> a human caveman. All right, uh, next. Uh, San Jose Startup claims to have created the first working sex robot. Well, this there's no way this is uh, this is recent because <laughs> people have been fucking robots for some time. So I'm going <laughs> fake, false. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, <laughs> but it's gonna happen. Get soon. with the times. No, it's already happened, it happening. Tower. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're late to the party, brother. Okay, uh, next. Get out yourself. And next, uh, entire Norway town embraces time travel concept. Have been living in 1985 for three years. Hmm. Or what, real. Wouldn't it be 1988 now? Um, I'm gonna go fake. I think you made that up. That is made up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a thing that I wonder about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amish men carrying forbidden cell phones outed by the National Emergency Alert. I saw this happen Ooh. with prisoners. I'm going real. Yeah, real. Yeah, I read that. That is real. I saw that. The Amish though. He was outed. They said you can't be <laughs> Amish an anymore. IPhone. Exactly. All right. Next. Sheep wander into greenhouse, eat 600 pounds of marijuana plants. 600 pounds. Those have been some, those have been some high sheep. Um, real. real. I'll go real, yeah. Uh, that is real. It happened in Greece. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of, they're, even though you know what I think happened. They're blowing dro in Greece, huh? I think somebody sold that shit, exported it, mm. and they're like, yeah, oh, sheep ate it. Sheep. Of course they did. Sheep ate it. Sheep. Those Grecians, man. The old By the sheep way, ate my homework. You know where the first uh, fries were uh, cooked? France, Greece, in Greece. <laughs> hey, okay. Greece uh, fries. Next, hundreds of vagina plaster casts spill onto road after crash. <laughs> uh, oh, there might be a theme going on with what Tower's ideas here are. So I'm going to go <laughs> fake. That is real. Damn it. <laughs> yes, from the article, hundreds of white plaster casts of vaginas 
<laughs> believed to have been en route to an art gallery tumbled onto a road in Russia last month after a tra- uh, traffic in Russia. crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Irkutsk, Irkutsk, Russia. <laughs> uh, bizarre video footage shot by a passerby on September 22nd shows a trail of broken vaginas <laughs> leading up to the back of a truck. <laughs> that sounds like something... A trail of broken vaginas sounds like something entirely uh, different, but... All right, next. <laughs> Locals are smiling ear to ear, and then there's the emoji of a smiling emoji. When After they the... found the broken trail, uh, the trail of broken <laughs> vaginas. <laughs> After the Illinois Department of Motor Vehicles approves emojis on license plates. Oh, I think this. I think I've heard about this, so I'm gonna go real, real. That is fake. <sighs> Yeah. But yeah, I that's feel like I, mean. I have heard something about emojis on license plates. Well, I hope so, because that's my idea. TM. Okay. And uh, last here. <laughs> TM. New Yorkers are ditching therapists for psychics. Quote, I just kind of gave up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quote. Um, I'll go real. Fake. That's real. Oh. That's a real fucking quote. I just gave New up. New Yorkers are ditching therapists for psychics. Quote from someone in the article, I just kind of gave up. Just, <laughs> These just therapists weren't up. doing shit for me. I want to see what my future really is. Really hitting rock bottom. All right. So there you go. Real or fake, Will? <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Oh. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify or uh, Spotify or iTunes. Uh, yeah. But we'll see you guys uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs>